Welcome to the world of Initiative Syndicate. I'm Skriznit, your Goblin Bard, and I will Bardic inspire you to watch our D&D sessions. <laughs> uh, we are the Initiative Syndicate. Uh, we play Dungeons & Dragons on Wednesdays. Thank you for tuning in if you're watching this in the future. Thank you uh, from our past selves to your present selves, which would be our, to our future. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just got like... Back to the future in here. Anyway, we are going to uh, go around the table and uh, give a brief recap of the characters. And then we will do a uh, brief recap of the session last week. uh, Talking about where we are at for those who maybe missed it. And if you did, for shame. But we're on YouTube, so you can rewatch it there. Um, And we're going to start clockwise like we always do. And start with my my main man on the left over here. How you doing? It's Alvin. Um, Level... Four, three warlock, one cleric. But they don't know. <laughs> Especially about the cleric one. Yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> knows about that. Just exactly. multi-class to do it, guys. Just cast the damage spells for free. <laughs> I feel like I deserved it. Hey, badass, it's your turn. Yeah, oh, right. So, yeah. so my name is Bill, and I play Rocky Bartholomew Brindlehide. He's a six-and-a-half-foot-tall, middle-aged Brindle Minotaur with a big-ass scar on the left side of his face. He's Paladin of Redemption Oath. Um, he's got a badass glaive, badass horns, and since I get a bonus badass, he's a badass. <laughs> I render the rest of my time. Badass. <laughs> <laughs> he went over to badass. Never had Rimble last night? Before last night? I had Rimble. Hi, I'm Jesse. I play Skriznut, your level four bard. I'm three foot tall, hairless, but I'm sexy as hell. <laughs> and I'm about to rule this nation. All right, I'm Rob. <laughs> I'm Rob. I'm our uh, enchantment wizard, dark elf, Lizica. That's all I have to say. Man of mystery. <laughs> Yeah, baby. I, I promise. <laughs> not, not like Austin Powers. When, when he gets to start talking about some more of his stuff, you guys are going to be like, oh, that's cool. Ooh, oh, that's super it. cool. Wow, then, then they're probably going to kill you. I, I think the next thing will be one of, one of them will probably try to kill you. That's true. <laughs> I, won't, I won't say names or anything. I'll just over there point to him a little bit. But <laughs> anyway, I am, uh, I am Kevin, a.k.a. Nictus, on many of the social media things. Uh, I am the Dungeon Master. I will be guiding this crazy troop of very fun, very awesome, very cool people uh, through the world of Ravnica, uh, which is where our game takes place. So, a uh, brief recap from prior session, previous session. Um, they have recovered the Is It Scientist, Skraznit, Skriznit's father. Um, more information about Skriznit's past has been revealed that maybe his memories aren't accurate, that the trauma and experimentations that were done on him may not have happened in the way that he thought. And at some point, perhaps, he was a brilliant scientist himself. With there being more questions than answers and Skriznit not wanting to just accept the truth for what it was or what it appeared to be, was hesitant. Angry and hesitant. And 
as they met more and more people basically confirming that he was very smart, he started to wonder if everything he knew about himself was a lie. They wandered into the Izzet Guildhall, up the spiraling clockwork-type tower, into the upper chambers of Niv-Mizzet, the Firemind, the Guildmaster, and one of the oldest beings in Ravnica. An ancient red dragon who's been such an integral part of Ravnica's history since the beginning and the signing of the original Guild Pact. He saw the birth of this world, and he hopes to see it much longer than that. A brilliant mind himself, he always seems to have many gears in motion, many ideas in motion, many plots in motion, mostly for the betterment of Ravnica. He comes off a little bit arrogant, a little bit distant, but overall his demeanor shows that he at least wholeheartedly believes what he's doing is for the best of Ravnica. Skriznit asked for a little bit more insight on some of his memories. And there happened to be a visitor within Ravnica who Niv-Mizzet said might be able to help him. So, with some mental magic and a willing subject... Skrizna allowed a mysterious stranger in a blue cloak to delve into his mind. We left off inside Skrizna's mind. Lost forever. It's like the um, the toy with the monkey and the symbols. Ching, 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 ching. You're in this blank, empty room. It's completely white, very visible. There are no visible light sources, but the room seems to be illuminated. It's a brilliant white, almost blinding at first, but your eyes adjust quickly, like when you look at the sun and then look away. You're able to see yourself from a top-down perspective. Your mind thinks, I want to move my hand. And you visibly see yourself moving your hand from a top-down view, like like a puppet master. Controlling a marionette. You test out this new control of yourself. And kind of wonder if that's really what you look like. When you see a stranger appear in this room with you, it is the mysterious blue cloaked, blue garbed, rune covered mind mage. He walks up to you and pulls his hood back. He seems, he has an arrogance about the way that he walks. Very confident, but not aggressive. Allow me to introduce myself. 
my name is Jace Bellerin. And I'm going to help you get some truth. If you'll allow me. I just stare at him. And just nod like... Yes, turtle bananas. Well, the way that this works is... We can go to different parts of your memory. No one else can see or hear what's going on, so you are free to gather this information for just yourself. It's just me and you in here. I have a bit of... We'll just say I respect people's privacy. Being one who can wander into people's minds. I don't go around sharing their secrets, so... Whatever you see in here is for you if you only want it to be for you. Okay, do I have to, like, snap my fingers to begin, or what? how do we do this? Just, where would you like to go? What part of your mind would you like to go to? What memories are you trying to access? I don't have any memories before the accident that I recall. So you don't remember your life before your accident? Not one bit. Well... I say we go back to the beginning. That's a long time ago. Do we need... Um... Alright, let's do it. Very well. Um, you see him raise his hands up to the sides of his head. His eyes illuminate with a brilliant blue pulsating energy that sort of pours out of his eyes upward like smoke. And blue vapor coming out of his eyes. And for a second, the entire room flashes white. Like you've just looked at the sun again. And within an instant, you, you are in what looks to be a house that doesn't look familiar to you. You definitely can tell that it is, is it in nature. There's a lot of metalworking, um, less wood in here. The floors themselves are wood, but the walls are made from what looks to be steam pipes. It's small, but surprisingly cozy. There's a Boilermaker-type stove in the corner. The accommodations look modest, but comfortable. You see a young goblin crawling around on the ground. And you see a younger version of your father sitting at his desk on the far side of the room, scribbling away at something. And it's just the two of you. You assume that this goblin is you, the tiny goblin. You seem happy. You find some mechanical tools laying on the ground and you start trying to gnaw on them. You uh, 
find something that seems to have some sort of an electrical component to it, and you gnaw on that, and it gives you a nice little jolt. And uh, instead of what most people would say and assume would be a painful reaction, you seem to laugh. You seem to find it very amusing. So you bite it again. And your dad <laughs> turns around and looks and goes, "Now, no, Scriz, no, you're gonna, you're gonna scramble your brain." <laughs> and he picks you up and uh, he he gives you a hug. And uh, you you try to gnaw at one of his ears. Time seems to flash forward, like someone putting this image in fast forward. You skip ahead to you being able to walk and talk. Your dad is teaching you formulas in the same house. He's teaching you basic scientific principles of um, combining elements of arcana and electricity. He's teaching you all about blister coil technology and steam vents. And you're taking down notes. And it's almost like it's final exam day. And as you're giving some of the answers to these questions about the combinations of steam and lava and water and electricity, it seems like a foreign language to you, yet familiar. It's not a memory that you recall, but you start to look at this in a way that doesn't seem so unfamiliar anymore. You flash forward a little bit more. You're now inside your father's laboratory. You're having a conversation with him about this new technology that you came up with. You're showing him these pages in your, your journal. These diagrams and intricate sketches that you came up with. He tells you that he's concerned because you haven't slept in days. And he wants you to take a break. It's not that important, he says. We'll get there. You seem impatient. You feel that this is the single most important thing that you'll ever accomplish. The ability to teleport things in a non-magical means anywhere. It would revolutionize travel. It would revolutionize the trade industry within Ravnica. It might even open up the possibility of traveling to other worlds beyond the stars, you said. Not that you knew that there were other worlds, just it's always been theorized that there could be. That there might be other worlds out there besides Ravnica. There might even be other parts of the world of Ravnica beyond the city of Ravnica. You thought that this might be a way that you could help explore that. Figure out what happened to the ancestors that came before you. You guys get in a sort of heated argument about it. Because he tells you that you should sleep and come back at it with a clear mind. And you storm off. Flash forward what's, what seems to be roughly the same time period, maybe a few days later. Do I take note? <clears throat> sorry. Do I take note of what the 
what my journal looked like. Yes. Um, it is a leather-bound book. The outside of it looks to be a uh, – the leather seems to be dyed in a very, very, very dark blue, almost black color. Um, there is a symbol embroidered on it. Not embroidered, I'm sorry. Um, like burnt into it. Um, that looks to be your initials or initial. It looks like a modified form of the Is It insignia with an S at the base of the dragon. In a weird way, this particular symbol, you just know that it's like your seal. You're not sure how you know that, but you feel very confident that it does. The book itself is stitched together with big, thick, rawhide pieces of leather. Uh, the pages are all scribbled upon. Parts of them are burnt. There's ink splotches on some of them. The book has been used. Flash forward these couple of days later. The lab assistant that you found when you came in, you recognize. Your father's assistant. You're having a conversation with him. You're telling him to fire up the transport machine. He tells you that it's a bad idea and he doesn't want to do it. That your dad will have his hide. And you tell him that you'll have his hide if he doesn't. He puts his hands up and fires up the machine. You get inside the cockpit. It looks like a round spherical object with a glass dome on the top. Along the edge of it is a, it looks like a metal set of gears that spin around on the outside. When the machine is activated, once you're inside, a second metal ring forms and flips up on the top and bottom. And they spin like buzzsaws. As they make contact with each other, there's a huge jolt of electricity that spins all the way around them, forming a large arc. He's behind some sort of a blast zone, getting ready to flip the switch, so to speak. Lightning is arcing all across the room in this almost bomb shelter-type area. Reinforced steel. Within a second... The bubble is gone. The amount of energy that caused it to dissipate and disappear was immense. The walls of this building actually buckled as it pulsated out, as it pulsated out and then almost sucked in on itself. And then you were gone. Your memories from there are a little hazy. You're not sure why you can't quite get a clear picture, but you're in the middle of nothing. You're still in this cockpit. It's just darkness. You're not sure if you're moving, if you're floating, if you are doing anything. The metallic rings around you continue to spin. There's lightning and electricity arcing off of them still but they seem to not shed light into the infinite darkness, not even in the immediate area around you. 
you travel for a while or hover for a while. You're not sure. You start to panic. You start to wonder if you're going to die here. Part of you wants to turn the machine off and see if maybe you did land someplace. From above you and below you, there seems to be large streaks like a storm cloud. Just for a second. And as you look, you see these massive tentacled-like reflections coming through these storm clouds. And what you could swear are eyes. Massive eyes. Above you. Below you. On all sides of you. The image terrifies you. Then your memory blocks out what happens next. You feel a slight pain in your mind because you're trying to remember this. And what you don't see is that Jace is trying to probe further into these memories, trying to get past this mental block. The next memory that you have you're in a lush area filled with huge trees, huge valleys. It's green. You see your little pod. You see your little teleportation device. It's no longer powered on. The cockpit is open. And you're having a conversation with an elf. A female elf. She has long, dark brown hair. She's dressed in green, uh, almost nature-type colored robes. Pale skin. She looks fierce. She has a presence about her that she could end you at any second, and you know that, but you're not exactly sure how you know that. She seems terrifying, but kind. This memory in your brain seems to pause for a second because the conversation doesn't seem to be replayed properly. You're not sure exactly what you're talking about. You feel a little bit more pressure in your brain. The memory fades. You're back in this white room again. And Jace is with you. He has a look of concern on his face. Well, that was um, unexpected. I'm not able to probe much deeper. It's like your mind does not want you to remember some of these things. I don't want to cause any permanent damage to you. I think <clears throat> I think Scrizz's eyes are like glassed over, like if he's really remembered it. So <laughs> what brought the memories of what I thought of my father, like abusive and stuff. What 
were those implanted or did they actually happen at one point or was it in a different time I, I, why would I have recollections of that but not of this right there we can try to go deeper if you want I didn't want to push past these mental blocks though I don't think that these memories of the nothingness and this lush world I don't think they were blocked by someone else. I think that you're just not ready to deal with it. I think I'm done for today, but are there more people like you that could probe into people's minds and thoughts? I'm sure. So is it a possibility that somebody put memories in my head? There would only be one way to find out. The blocks for the, your, some of your memories are definitely put there by you. You don't want to know the truth, or you don't want to remember the truth. But I did feel an outside presence on some of the other doors to your mind. <laughs> don't mind what I did right there. You're so violent. Out of <laughs> it, it's not a mind flare. <laughs> mhm. Wink. Time to uh yeah, I think I'm done for now. Okay. Um well, relax and we will we will exit. This should be painless. Should be. <laughs> you take can 20 psych it? damage. Okay. Can say it again? Should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta love her. She's great. She just pops in every now and then. Oh, man. Denied. Denied. <laughs> okay, so. Um, as you are closing your eyes and trying to relax, you feel what seems to be a, a calming wave of warmth kind of floods your entire body. I pissed myself. <laughs> no, it's your whole body. <laughs> um, and for a split second, you're hit with a rush of memories. All at once. Like all the stuff that he just probed? No, it's new stuff. New stuff? You see yourself uh, on a world where the moon encompasses all. There are terrors in the night. The humans uh, flee from all sorts of monstrosities. You hear the baying of wolves. And from up in the sky, you see the outline of a massive angel. The dark creatures seem to fear this creature. You get the impression that she's some sort of guardian. Off in the distance, you see a dark-skinned elf-looking character with long white hair. 
and red eyes, looking on proudly at this angel. And for a second he smiles, and you see sharp fangs. That image fades. Now, all this is happening in like almost rapid succession. The next memory you have is you coming back to your lab. Somehow your machine, you got it to work. You appear back in the lab. It's been a little while. You're not sure how long. You're razzled. You're frazzled. You're stressed out. You're going on and on about all these things and these other worlds and... You have to destroy these creature between these creatures between the worlds. You need to do one more test, seeing if you can weaponize this teleportation technology to stop the horrors and the monstrosities that you've seen. Your father tells you that you've gone mad. He seems genuinely concerned. He tries to talk you out of it. At some point, you design many more sketches of explosive devices that you could control in this. You had no way of manu- or uh, from automatically driving it. It would require an actual pilot. You attempt one more experiment a few days later. Only something goes terribly wrong. You reappear out in the middle of the street near a building. You're in the wreckage of this pod. In the area around you is what looks to be where an explosion was let off. I thought it worked. <laughs> your legs are broken. Mission accomplished. You feel pain in your face. In your eye, more specifically. You look at your hands and they look charred. You look around at your surroundings and you see citizens and pieces of citizens. (laughs) And maybe blood, you're not sure. There's screaming as your hearing starts to come back a little bit because at first it was just ringing. A familiar face, Madame Madri, seems to come from nowhere to help you. These memories you recall. In those final seconds, though, before you regain consciousness from out of your mind's eye, you hear her say, I have big plans for you and the information inside you. And that part of the memory you don't remember. When I come to, I don't remember. Or no, no, you didn't. You didn't remember. My initial. Yep. This this is completely different than your actual recollection that you've had your whole life. You come to, and you're back in the area with all your friends. You're no longer under the hypnotic influence. <clears throat> No, when he comes out, how does he look? Does he, he look looks like... looks tired. Tired. 
Is yeah. he covered in piss? <laughs> <laughs> is he? Uh, he did pee his pants. So that's the first thing. He, he did not like, pee his pants. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he's like... He definitely did not pee his pants. I like to do, like, slide a hand, see if I could slide over to check and see if I did pee myself. <laughs> uh, make a dex check. Uh, make a slide of hand check. Nineteen. Uh, you very, very slyly are able to <laughs> check with no one even noticing. I just go. <laughs> How are you feeling, Scrizz? Uh, I didn't plus myself. <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's weird. As you come to, you feel... You almost feel as though certain memories are starting to come back to you, and not just the past ones, but n- new ones. Do I feel a struggle between the past memories and the ones, like, the past Scrisnet and the future script? You know, the Some of them seem current. to be erasing. Like the current ones mm-hmm. that that I thought were real. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Do I have any memory of still of some of the stuff that I saw, like of the me- the mechanical part of tink? You know, the is it part of me that was tinkering? And- the scientific parts of your memory. That stuff actually seems very familiar and comfortable to you. Okay. Where at first, when you first went in, it seemed like they were speaking a language that you didn't really understand. But you're kind of looking around at some of the tinkering experiments within Niv-Mizzet's lair, some of the mechanical experiments, and your mind, in a weird way, can look at it and kind of see how it operates. You may not understand all of it, but you have a pretty good idea that you could take that thing apart and put it back together again, no problem. You feel smarter. Mm. You've always been pretty smart even for a goblin, but you feel a little smarter than you did when you went in. Still tired, though. Very tired. Yes. You need a drink of water or something? You look like uh, you just got the crap beat out of you. I'm about special drink that clears your mind. <laughs> uh, I believe they call that water. <laughs> water can have a little bit of water in it. I need something else. Right <clears throat> uh, you know, the stuff where they put the, the barley and the hops in it. Uh, yeah. Do uh, you guys have any ice water? <laughs> um... I, I don't I don't work here. Are you talking to me or the dragon? Either way, I don't work. I don't here. I don't do well. Are you? Is he talking to Jace? Like, are you? <laughs> well, I mean, I can. I haven't tried. Sure. Yeah. Let's try. Let's try. Um. So he looks around and he sees what looks to be some sort of an empty goblet. Sitting on the um, on one of the desks in there, much too big for the dragon. You're not sure. Maybe it was a guest or something. Um, there's nothing odd about it. It's just it's a very basic wooden goblet with metal bands around it. So he uh, he points his head at his hand or his hand at his head, and he holds out his other hand and he levitates the goblet to him <laughs> and holds it. And he snaps his finger, and it fills with water. Hmm. 
goes. Well, it's not quite mind stuff, but he kind of gives a little wiggle of his fingers, and it looks like little bits of ice fall down into it. Cool. I guess I can. Here. <laughs> hey, that is pretty impressive. Uh, here you go, Scriz. That, that's going to clear you right up to make you feel better. I, I take it, and I set it down for a second, and I pull my, my canteen off the side, or, and I'm like... <laughs> you don't need to put gravy in there. <laughs> no, I'm like... Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I'm a little chaser. <laughs> you see me take a little swatter, I'm like... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, oh, that's the shit right there, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's tiny. <laughs> I feel a little bit better. Yeah, I told you, that ice water does a trick. It's good for you. I'm good now. Cool. Yeah, the water was pretty cool. That, that ice helped. Did you, uh, when you did your mind stuff, did you get what you were looking for? You starting to remember stuff better? Screw's got a couple things. He's, uh, he's taking <clears throat> notes. Um, number one, memory. Madame Madrid is not so cool as I thought she was. <laughs> That's all I'm going to tell <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> hey, and it looks like, you know, you got the number right. Number one, what comes after that? Two. What the hell? You didn't know that before. He's got a point. <laughs> Are you serious? I don't know how to count. Okay. Wait, try try to, uh, uh, I'll pull out like a piece of paper, I guess, because I have paper. Sure. Yes. Yeah, why not? And uh and uh Scan. You know, see if he can if, yeah. <laughs> I have papers. <laughs> and see if he can write uh anything down, like a uh, full sentence. See if you can uh do some writing now. We we've been working on reading and writing. Let's see if it's any better. I'm just Is he, is he serious? <laughs> okay. And should I like roll to see if like some of his skills of writing have come back. Um, you know, I think he just writes an S. You know who I am. There's an S. Can you write? Uh, but uh, I think where it's his first time in a while doing it, it's like it's like a backwards S. <laughs> yeah, the, the handwriting is a little shaky at first. <clears throat> hey, you seems like you really are starting to remember. That's awesome. We I remember we have a couple missions to do. Yeah, uh, and we can keep working on this too. That is great progress. Uh, I believe we have to go to uh, the water somewhere. <laughs> the water. Yep. I look at Niv Mizzet. He's still in there, yeah. right? Can I come back? He uh, slinks his neck down and looks at you and gets like, Pretty much right up in your face, curiously. Come back in what way? To talk? You are a curious one. You have seen things that interest me. So, yes. I feel like when I asked that question, he was probably intrigued about coming back to the guild. That's why he asked it that way. Yes, so... I'm not going to bring that up, but yeah, I, I feel like right 
at this moment, staying in the current guild might help us in further endeavors, so... I very much would like to sit and talk with you once you've had a chance to mend your mind. So please, come back and visit. I look over at Jason. Will I be seeing you again? He kind of looks at you in a not sure way. I'm not sure. Good enough. (laughs) You know, I... I like it here. I'm not from here. But I could be. It's nice. The guild structure is a little different. But um, I don't know. Niv seems to think that I have some great destiny ahead of me, but I think he says that to a lot of people. All that mind reading stuff? Yeah, when we have these little carnivals... Yeah, that yeah, people pay big money for that. <laughs> well, I I don't think that's what he meant. Okay, I, well, I, something to plan. You can put that in the back of your mind. I I think I'm it's, sure you'll remember it. I think it's because of some of the other mind. things that I can do. But okay, like fighting contest. You're not the only one who's been to other worlds. Is the stuff that Scris says is that? true all those beings in between the worlds trying to come for us want to destroy Ravnica I think their focus right now is on Zendikar but yes it's very true (laughs) everything he said is true are they uh, so once they're done with Zendikar they could move into Ravnica like transfer between the, the worlds and come for us possible I think they're sort of imprisoned right now. I think it's more important to keep them imprisoned. Yeah, I would agree. I hope it's a strong prison. Who imprisoned them? These real strong beings. I'm not sure. I have to go and investigate that a little bit more myself. I'm very curious in the not in an elf that he met. And but you think she eyes. holds the key to uh, knowing who imprisoned these people, or do you think she could she be the one? She might have definitely had a hand in it. I know that there are others of my kind. I've interacted with some of them, but they're sort of spread out. Now, what, when you say your kind, what exactly you mean your kind? You mm-hmm. can go to different worlds or well, read was, minds? It was explained to me that... How do I put this in terms that you'll understand? So, you're alive. Yep. I'm alive. Probably. And at some point, something huge in your life shapes your destiny into the life that you're going to have. So we're talking about the future now. Well, I think we're just talking about your destiny. Your destiny was whatever it is that you do. I'm not sure. I'm still learning about your world, but at one point you decided that this was the path that you were going to take. And here you are now. Had you chosen something different, your life would be different. Maybe you would be dead. I did almost die once. 
and my destiny made itself very apparent that it was not what I thought it was going to be because something inside me woke up. They call it a spark. And now I have the ability to travel between worlds. Hmm. And you don't have to use like... I feel like, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you don't, like, um, it's not just your consciousness that goes to different worlds, like an astral projection. Uh, it's like your whole being goes to different places. Yeah, I, I actually leave here and go. Wow. I know that um, you're familiar or have seen people perform the spell uh, plane shift. I've, I've heard of it. So it's very similar to that. The only difference is, is that I can do mine at will. I require no means of doing it. And I've never had to have been there before to get there. Wow. And no, uh, it doesn't take like a big toll on your, on your system. To Not do when so. you get used to it. It's no different than, um, I don't know. Walking a couple miles, only it's really fast. Wow, that that's wild. Not all of my kind are good people, though. They have uh, aspirations, we'll say. And, and a couple of them, they're downright terrifying. Do you know of any of these beings that are in Ravnica now? I'm the only one here, as far as I know. Do I'd like you... to keep it that way, because like I said, this is a really cool place. I think I could live here. Can I could you, call this my home. Do you have like some sort of sense to see if there's others like you around? Sometimes it's weird. Yeah, we have like a. We sometimes can sense others of our kind, mm -hmm. and Niv Mizzet seems to keep an eye on the, the the world better than anyone here. So he spotted me almost immediately. He knew that I was different. Does it hurt when you go to different places? Like, nope. I was just about to ask the same thing. <laughs> no, it's uh, it happens so fast. Can you take other people with you? Not in the sense that you think. Mm. I've learned that sometimes I can summon beings from other worlds once I'm there. Oh, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's not something I really like to do. It seems sort of mean to uproot something and uh, welcome it to a new world I didn't want to be a part of. Yeah, true. Some others of my kind, they use this ability to uh, fight each other. So, when you leave to another world, yeah. do you know where you're going? Or Sometimes. Yes. That pocket space dimension that he talked about, that empty void, the blind eternities... We travel through that. That's like a planeswalker's interdimensional highway. Whereas someone who's not a planeswalker there would see nothing but darkness. But a planeswalker would see millions of strings of lights. And we just catch one of those lights and go where we want to go. The lights that we've been to before are familiar. The lights that we've never been to before are not. So did you end up 
coming here by accident? Like you didn't try to necessarily come here? It just yeah, I just you know was out exploring the multiverse, as you do. If you had the ability, would you not? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've seen some pretty cool things. I've, I've seen some pretty scary things, but I've seen some pretty cool things. Yeah, there's some really neat worlds out there. What's the coolest one? Um, actually, this one is uh, ranking right up there. It's it's a lot more civilized here than some of the other places I've been. Yeah, but this one doesn't count because we already know this one. It is my favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Out mean, of all the places I've been, this is probably my favorite. The only one we know. <laughs> but like outside of Ravnica, like what's uh, what catches your fancy? What's really cool? Or anything that's like would just mind-blowing? Well, the history of one, they say it's the first plane, the first world, and that all other worlds spawn from it. Dominaria. But Dominaria's history is a very complicated one. And I think that that's what makes it interesting. Hmm. Well, this has been enlightening. Thank you very much. We have, uh... We've got some water to see. <laughs> so we probably gotta get going. Can any of you breathe underwater? I I haven't tried in a, in a little while, but last time I tried, no. I don't think I can do that either. Maybe I can. I don't know. Well, it seems like the limits are limitless for you. The other things do take away from my strength. Walking between the worlds, a little less. Summoning, doing the mental things I can do. It seems to take a toll. I can only do so much of it for so long. Hmm. I get a little bit stronger the more of it I do, but it's kind of like flexing a muscle after a while. It it starts to hurt. Yeah, but it's like a good burn, right? Like, oh yeah, that's nice. Mm, <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> feels feels great. Well, anything to add there, Your you, Honor? Uh, you noticed during this whole conversation that Niv-Mizzet normally distracted looking around at other things seemed very intent on your guys's conversation hmm. like basically taking in everything you were saying me or him both more specifically he seemed interested in what you were asking jace hmm. cool is uh this water place are we gonna have to swim I really can't do that. They didn't. Uh, they didn't really you give us any use details. You a finger flirt. <laughs> and get paddle for you. <laughs> you always get so touchy when I talk about your fingers. Yeah, I do too. Because <laughs> they're mine, and don't touch them. You turned me on kid one time. I still don't. Yeah. Why? I don't understand you sometimes. <laughs> Change my mind. You, yeah, you do. <laughs> and uh, speaking of, real quick before we leave, I do recall one memory that I'll, I'll bring up. In one of them, Mr. Jace, there was a guy that looked just like this dude right here, but with fangs, longer hair, had the red eyes, dark elf. <laughs> and he looked a little bit scary. That's why I was, uh... I don't think I've had the pleasure. No, you, it weren't, from looking at him, there was no pleasure behind <laughs> that. It's possible that he could have been from that world... You're kind of describing a vampire. What yeah, sounds that's like what me. it looks like. 
But you have vampires here. I don't know. This one was a little different to me. Maybe he's one of my kind. That would be interesting. A vampire planeswalker. Hmm. Go and I just pissed myself. Thanks a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Well, I'd I'd like to chat with that guy. I bet he's got, got some stories. Anyway, I have, you know, things to do. I'm going to learn a little bit more about your world and uh, maybe find a place to live here. Because uh, I think this is going to be my new home. I don't know if they have this in other planes, I assume. But what do I know? Uh, if you have the chance, sausage gravy and biscuits <laughs> is a game changer. Hmm. It's <laughs> I put my candy. I got some right here for you. Not, not that. Don't, you don't, don't want that one. I just ate. Thanks, though. Good call. Nice save. But like fresh sausage, gravy, and biscuits. Mm. Now, this is less than four days old. Still good. You don't want to eat it after eight. It gets a little sour. Uh. Well, the face you made drinking it earlier already tells me it's too sour. That means it's like it's perfect. It's a peak performance there. Well, I'm, uh, I'm happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh. What, what's up with that place you're making, Rocky? Oh, uh, just thinking about your sour-ass gravy. Oh. Uh, Boros puts on a good breakfast, kind of buffet style every morning. If uh, that real good gravy there. Hmm. I'm sure they let you in. Tell them... Tell them uh, you know, don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> then you won't get in. There's a guy who watches the gate. His name's Jeff. Just tell him that Rocky sent you over for the gravy. Jeff's a dick. <laughs> Jeff is a dick. But he's got a pocket wash. That means he's a dick. Yeah, he knows what time it is. <laughs> but he respects the gravy. Um, good tips. I, I wasn't planning on joining a guild, though. Well, you don't have to join to eat breakfast. But if I was going to lean more towards one... It'd probably be, is it? I know many is it people. Scriz. Graz. Niv. I'm not, I'm not is it. I said Scraz. But you pointed at me. I went like that. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Yeah, I'm still learning this world, so. I'm going to assess my situation and. I don't know. Like I said, I like it here. But good luck to you. Maybe we'll meet again. Maybe maybe we won't. Possible. Maybe I'll summon you to another world. Ah, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, have me home by dinner. The wife's going to kill me. I understand. I understand. Well? Not if there's another fire. Oh, sorry. Well... <laughs> Too soon. Too soon. <laughs> Gonna start walking out on he, that. Uh, he walks out towards the balcony area and he sort of levitates mm. over the city. Nice. So he just steps out there. There's a girl fuck! Alright, where are we doing? Uh, we gotta go and find this Simic Lab that sunk. We got the Simic Lab, we got the dead trees, we got look for Tormund. Yep. We don't have much leads for Tormund, so... Yeah, we really don't know what to do about him, but I think uh, next on our agenda was the uh, Simic Lab. Mm-hmm. Oh, it can't... fell into the ocean. we got to figure out why. Yeah. Then I can get these Bortos put in. Well, if it fell into the ocean, we might want to try and find a way to breathe underwater. 
Yeah, we can uh, see if we can find some potion shops or something along the way. What, sure. What time of day is it right now? It's pretty late. I don't remember. <laughs> no, I don't feel like it's late. Not late. It's like midday. Uh, well, if we go to a Why? potion shop, he can get another free one. Hmm. Yeah, you just have to ask. Nobody. Awesome. <laughs> no problem. Just ask your. Don't you my secrets. <laughs> I'm going to be watching you at our next potion shop. Okay. <laughs> Guess it's my turn on. <laughs> He's only watching you, so... So we are... The next shop, I'm just going to slip one right into his pouch. <laughs> it's like, what the hell are you got there, Rocky? <laughs> There's a bulge in your pouch. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so heading to... Is there like... Any, I guess, would we know if there's any potion shops or anything on the way to the Simic hybrid labs? I think the only potion shops. Or the only potion shops that you've been to were in Precinct 3. Yeah. Yeah, by the Celestia, right? Yes. Mm hmm. Mm. So is Skraznit still in there? Yeah. Yeah, he's still with you guys. Did, uh, has anybody ever thought of making a underwater breathing device? Well, I mean, of course we have. How do you think the non-water breathers get around in the Simic area? How do we come about getting, uh, a couple of those? Well, they got some pods. They're like, uh, they're like underwater little pods, but, I mean, it's a pretty basic potion. I'm, I think that the, the Simic have come up with a way for non-water breathers. They have some areas underneath of there that are not completely underwater. But there's a lot of merfolk down there. Well, and some other things. So we could get the stuff we needed near the Simic. Sure, yeah. Perfect. Sounds good, let's go. Let us leave. So you're going to... Well, about the e most easily accessible area would be in uh, Precinct 5. Um, not too far from the main guild hall. So if we step out here, we should be able to catch a ride. To oh, sure, yeah. You should be mm -hmm. able to uh, catch a catch a flight to, well, probably the closest area would probably... See, there's no flights that actually go to the Simic Guild Hall, like outside, because the Simic Guild Hall is underwater. Makes sense. Sure. <laughs> but we can get you near it. Maybe the library. Sounds good. That works. I'm going to hang out here, though. I'm kind of under, not really house arrest, but Niv-Mizzet thinks that it would be best if I don't go back to my lab. That's fair. Until this whole thing kind of gets sorted out. And I agree. What happened to my assistant? Yeah, what, where is that guy? <laughs> Didn't he just leave? He just left the bar that night. Yeah, I think so. What's his name again? I forgot. Did he give you his name? Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I don't even know if he did. I have it somewhere. Uh, I, I didn't see him at the shop. No, um... I think he just stayed at your lab after we left. He went back to the lab? Hmm. Yeah, he helped us get in there, I think. I, I, gotta get, I gotta get a hold of that guy. Like, He's gonna have to come here. We're gonna do some more of our work here. Yeah, because we took him to the, uh, 
the the where we stood at the spiral, the silver spire. Yeah, and I thought he left after that. And I, he just left, and we heard nothing ever. I swore I wrote his name down. <laughs> this, I Wait, thought. Are you sure how that? That's how that went. Hmm. You know, I got good memory. I don't think that's the way it went. I'm not Make sure. <laughs> I'm not yeah. positive. It, it was like Ichabon or something like that. What was his name? Ichabod? Yeah, that's what it was. He, he believes what he's saying. Ichabod. I don't know why Ichabod would have went back to the lab, but uh, maybe he was getting some notes or something. Um, you might want to stop back at your uh, at your house. My house? I got a house. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. Before you, before your accident, yeah. I mean, you lived you lived somewhere. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I just thought you might want to go and. <laughs> Can you point me in the right direction? I'm having trouble recalling where that place is. But that was not one of the memories that got popped back up. Um, yeah, I can I can take you. Sure, yeah, that's no problem. Uh, it's probably a little dusty in there. Um, that's fine. I don't think you had a maid. <laughs> it's a scientist, right? Like, we change the world, we don't make any money. <laughs> Up to them, the, to the damn Orzovs, you know, they have all the money. Ugh, damn Orzovs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Finger puppets. Hey, listen. Um, those Orzovs, most of them are creepy as fuck anyway. No offense. And not taking the, the finger things are my thing. It's like my staple. Also, all of you don't do that? No, just me. That I know of. <laughs> no, no. Okay. No, but they, they do then delve in a lot of other uh, other weird shit. They love money. Like, above all else. They don't care about people. They don't care about their souls. Hell, they indenture souls to work for them forever that they can't pay off their debts. Alright, I guess we'll go back to the room, see if there's anything of uh, need there. And I don't know. Maybe going there something it might jog your memory. You might remember some more stuff. Okay. Hopefully no nobody squatted in there. I mean, you've been gone a while. I think if it was one guy, you guys could probably take him, though. You guys are pretty tough. Now you make me worried what's in there. <laughs> it's probably not a monster. <laughs> <laughs> Mind flare. <laughs> that was urchin. Intellect devourer spawning bed. Oh, God. <laughs> jumps into bed it's a mimic <laughs> mimic uh, home sweet That's home terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah i guess we follow him to the um, the pod so um you all bid niv visit farewell he nods with a mutual sort of respect and seems to go back to studying and looking out the window over ravnica with some books and stuff still levitating around him. As if nothing happened. Little machines go back to doing their organizing of papers and putting things in and out of drawers. Um, 
and you leave. The me mechanical doors close behind you, and you make your way out of Nivix. The marvel of this building is something that some of you never thought you'd actually get to see firsthand. And some of you will probably get to see again. <laughs> yeah, wall, we're looking at you. <laughs> so, you're heading to Precinct 5, yes? Yeah. I thought we were heading towards the pod. The like house. Where, or were we going towards his house? Where's that at? Oh. So you want to go to the dormitory areas. Um, Skraznit leads you for what feels like several blocks if you can actually call the areas within these designated blocks. Uh, the street corners have been completely overrun with labs and uh, extra steam pipes and these like little tiny pods and bigger pods all stacked up on top of each other. Um, it's very mechanical. It's very methodical. It's very... It's impressive, but it's also... It doesn't seem very warm. It doesn't seem very like anyone would want to live here. Um, it serves a purpose, and that's about it. Um, you go down for what seems like a few blocks, and there's a small little pod in the midst of several other pods with all of the lights off inside. Um, the outside of the building looks... It's got some rust stains on it. It hasn't it doesn't seem like it's been maintained very well. And it's on the ground with other pods stacked above it. Um, to a person just passing by, it would just look like another piece of the wall. Um, you're kind of looking at it, and it seems familiar, but not comfortable to you, if that makes sense. Well, uh, that that's the one right there, the one with the lights off. Um, I think I got the spare key here that you gave me, and he's fumbling through some some uh, stuff in one of his bags. Yep, yeah, it's, uh... Yeah, here we go, let's uh, let's go on inside. Let's check it out. Before we walk inside, I'm like... Just in case somebody's in there, I don't want to disturb them, <laughs> and I'm kind of hesitant about going in there. I'm like... The, the metal door clangs and echoes as you knock on it, even quietly. Um, there's no response. Good, it's not a mimic. <laughs> Oh, God. Uh, my hand stuck? Paranoid. I'm about to throw at least one more in on you way later in the campaign. Oh, just, yeah. Just because. Yeah. So, so the next time I decide to fucking spark and kick Make the door, it's going to be a Simic. Every time that he tries to do something cool, I'm just going to shit all over it. <laughs> He's like, I'll smash this door. Oh, no, not again. Another gun. <laughs> I slowly open a door. Um... The door, the hinges rust, are a little bit rusted. They creak and squeak a little as you open it up. And it's just basically like one big round open room. Um, as you walk in, a um, a light in the, in the top of the dome seems to detect the motion in the room and lights up with a continual light spell. Um... You're not sure if it's mimicked technology or borrowed technology from mages, but it's a simple enough spell, and most of Ravnica is lit by continual light spells anyway, but one that has detected motion is definitely different. I have a... I recall what the journal looks like, and I start digging around the, the room for it, see if I can find it anywhere. 
You don't have to dig very hard. It's laying on top of your desk. It's cracked wide open. <laughs> don't remember my looking for this thing in the first place we go. <laughs> this guy's are horrible. Well, I mean, if you think about it from a conspirator and murderous intent, would it be in the most likely place? It'd be in some vault somewhere, right? That That's what a, a bad person would think. Why would it be in the spot that it shouldn't be? So, if you had the key the whole time... Well, I never came in here. This is your house. It's not my house. You didn't even, like, get curious to look for this journal? Yeah, but, listen, I'm brilliant. But maybe you're smarter than I am. You put it in the one spot that no one would actually go to look for it because it shouldn't be there. Does it look like... With the book open, is it covered with dust, or does yeah, it look like it it's was... dusty. Okay, so not... It looks like it hasn't been messed with in a while. <laughs> in fact, nothing in here looks like... There's dust on the floor. Nothing in here looks like it's been messed with in a while. I go over, slam the journal shut, and stick it in my pouch. Okay. You also have to remember that not... Not everyone knew where you lived. It's not like you had a mailing address or a post office. Like, you were at the, you were at the labs most of the time. As you, I put you, it in you were my, very private about your private life. As I put it in my pouch, I, I like second guess and I'm like, everybody's looking for this. I would say that that is probably one of the most sought after items in Ravnica currently, yeah. Well, and your brain. So if I carry this around, I'm just making it an easier target to grab it. Well, you want me to carry it for you? I, I think so like that I said, it, would, okay. it, it would probably be safer with you than laying in your house. Uh, we have the bag of holding. No, but how, don't you have to get a special pass to get into Nevix er, itself? You don't think that there's corruption within the Izzet? Yeah, yeah, that's true. We're very logical people, right? So we're not the most easily corruptible because the only thing that we really want to do is... Well, you know, science. So money doesn't hold a lot of interest to us and... Taking over the world, we don't really care about that. We want to make bigger explosions. We like lightning and fire and water and steam and... So most of the people that have aspirations are very mad scientist-y, not world domination. I just let it drop in my pouch. I'm like, yeah, I'll keep it on myself. Um, One last thing. Who... Makes their watches around here. And do you know who they've been, who's acquired these? Well, I know that the watches, there's, uh, well, probably one of the high artificers makes them within the is it. The average person couldn't make something quite so complicated. Because of the means to power it, it's a powered device, like the little, uh, the little lightning stones you saw, but they're miniaturized, they're very small. They're very intricate. It's difficult. Not that it can't be done. It's just that the process is expensive. And I don't see it as a uh, an item that's... I'm sure it's sought after, but at the same time, is not... There's not many of them out there. It's sort of an item of prestige, so to speak. Like, if you have one, it either means, one, you're super wealthy, two, you're super smart, or three, someone felt that you were one of those two things and gave it to you. Or you're really dangerous and you killed somebody that had one. Do you have... So... We have to leave. We gotta get this done. 
if I left you with the task maybe to get a list of people that might have this watch, like a um, buyer's list maybe? Well, I know that they've given some out as retirement from the it and to high officials, but I'm sure they've only made a limited amount of them. But it could be a, a few hundred people. But Ravnik is big. <laughs> That's not very many people. Yes, but I just have a couple people in mind and see. So I, I, I can look into it or have someone look into it very discreetly. Yes, and we'll be back to follow up. Okay. So after asking him that, like, I, Chris is like still torn from the memories in his head, and so he's like, "God, that feels really good." Um, thanks, Dad. Um, do like the weird. I don't know how to do that. You don't. Uh, yeah, like, we don't really. We don't really do that. Oh, sweet, because that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of gives you like, uh, like a rough of the head, like kind of ruffles your head up, not knocking your crown off, just and kind of gives you a pat on the back. Like, I bet you'll find some pretty cool stuff in that book of yours. You used to write down about all kinds of little experiments and stuff. Maybe, maybe it'll help you in your journeys. Maybe it'll help you get back to that party, and I really hope that it does, because you're brilliant. Well, check it out. Anyway, yeah, get out of here. Good luck. Just start to turn around and start walking towards the exit. I'm going to lock your house up. Just so you know. Okay. I gave him the key back. Okay. I think when you're coming back out of your room, Rocky is probably like dusting some of the hide-to-reach places, <laughs> like trying to tidy up a little bit. Uh, are we leaving? What are you doing? Well, it was dusty. Maybe it's serving a purpose. My allergies... Would not like this place if we're in here for real long. I wasn't sure how long we was going to stay. Okay. Well, look, the top of that fan, I mean, ledge, has never been dusted before. You're welcome. Thanks, man. <laughs> man, I, I just, I'm sure I would have, it would just, never mind. I just, I'm sure I would have seen it and, you know, it just bugged me, me laying in my bed at night, you know, since we're not busy just chasing people around. I get to sleep in this place a lot. Yeah, thanks a lot. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> Onward. Let's go. <laughs> so, it, again, it's about midday. Where would you like to go? I guess find a ride to the 5th District. Yeah. Okay. Precinct 5. Yeah. The Izmiri Library. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a place that Lizica and know? Elvin have been before. Do we uh -huh. know about the debacle? I don't think we do. Not about the... No, you know we went there, but I don't think you really know what happened. Okay. So, <laughs> what are you doing as far as the transportation fee? Probably doing a full day again, right? I don't really know if we'll need it, because we might just be in the... I mean, we'll be underground. Yeah, but if we finish this up real quick, we yeah, we need fly to back right out of here. Uh, I guess fly back to the guild hall. I can't come off of one gold piece. I'm sorry, man. Sorry. No, too much. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I think we get the full day pass. That seems like a good idea. 
So, uh, Precinct 5 is to the west of where you currently are. And how much is it? A gold for the bird? Yeah. For the mm-hmm. whole day, yeah, it's a gold. Um, Down to 615. There is not a lot of direct street paths that lead to the next precinct to the west. Flying is the easiest way to get there. You take your rocks and you fly over the city. You look down on it and to those who have never been in Precinct 5, directly below you, you see the steamworks and lava coils of the blister coils, which seem to power and heat most of the city. You know that this is just a series of homes, dormitories, underground and above ground piping. It's as much a scientific marvel as a magical marvel. While Ravnica does not get blisteringly cold it does help keep it warmer for the little bit of cold that the city and world do experience as you fly past the blister coils to the west you see the high spires and peaks of the Prism University and an area known as the High Tower and below, the Izmiri Library. But underneath of you is a massive aqueduct. It almost looks as if part of the ground itself was swallowed up in a sinkhole. It's multi-layered. So there is a layer of like a ledge around it. And there are buildings. There are these massive waterfalls that the water seems to drain and come from someplace you're not sure where and dump down into this... It looks like a huge pool. It's not just feet across. It's miles across. You look down and you see all sorts of aquatic creatures swimming around. They look very small from the vantage point that you're at. They look like they could be fish... Maybe whales. You're not sure. But it's very busy. There are a lot of lights in the middle of this pool. And the depth of the water seems unknown. The buildings that line the outline, or uh, the, the lower level of this massive pool, seem to have small man-made aqueducts that all seem to flow and drain off of it. The water seems to come from below and up and back down in, in a continuous cycle. This seems to be the most empty, but most purposeful part of any part of Ravnica you've seen. Where there is no actual city here. It's just water. You've heard of the Simic. You know of some of the things that they do. Their geneticism, their 
modern marvels in medicine, as was their main task from the bit of history that you've learned from the Guild Pact. They have a very logical approach to much of what they do. Emotions do not fuel them, do not control them. At times, they're considered cold. Like the fish in the sea. But clearly, that's not entirely true, or they wouldn't do what they do. Which is to prolong people's lives. Everyone. Not just people within the guilds, but all of Ravnica. The sound of the water crashing into the pool as you approach the Izmiri Library, which hovers on the west bank of this massive zonat, is what it's called. So the, the rocks are huge, right? And we're like carried in a basket, or are we on its back? You're, you're on the rock. It's like a big, it's a big ass bird. You're on its back. And we're all like, just like stacked up behind each other, or? Yeah. Okay, I'm just curious. I forgot how we were it's, these things. I mean, it's not like it's the most comfortable ride, yeah. but yeah, most not all of you are big, so. <laughs> I feel like I'm sitting right behind Rocky. We hear all this water gushing. I'm like, Rocky, I gotta pee. I gotta pee, Rocky. Hold it. Don't make me pull this rock over. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm trying. I'm thinking of other stuff. Think of, uh, like, Just don't look feathers. down at the water. <laughs> Like, flying, I don't think bothers Scrizzin. It's not the flying part. It's just here in the water. Like, <laughs> not going to think of water. Not going to think of water. I got pee. <laughs> the, uh, the dome-like structures, as you reach lower down into it, you see that there are yeah. pools that then drain off into this large sinkhole as you get closer to it. Uh, the buildings that surround the outside and the upper, what would be considered the upper layer of this massive hole have small spires of green metallic colors and the domes are topped with blue and sea green filaments of metal i'm going to show you guys a picture in a second just because i feel like i'm describing this and i feel like i'm doing a really good job (laughs) but i i want to make sure that you are seeing what I'm saying. I feel like it's a complex, there's a lot that goes into it. It's a very, very complex thing. So I know that you all have the picture in your mind and now I'm going to show you what I'm trying to describe to you. Looks like a jacuzzi. Oh my. I didn't say it was Rivendell. (laughs) Futuristic Rivendell. That's pretty awesome. So any of you that have a picture of the map of Precinct 5. Yeah. You'll see exactly the area that I'm talking about mm-hmm. as in all this stuff kind of pours off down into the middle of it. And this pool is massive. You reach the Izmiri Library. The rock flies off. And you notice that the citizens in the area notice you. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Like, so, is there a little alley beside the, the the library? I will say yes. It won't matter. <laughs> I jump off the, the rock. I'm like, oh, God! Get out of the way! And I run towards the alley real quick. They don't seem hostile, but it's... It's like they took notice of you being here. 
Like, all of us are just, like, a goblin itself. All of you. Watch out, Rocky! I go to the side of hell. It was, it's very weird, because it seemed like the citizens, as you were flying in, they were going about their daily lives, they were walking to and from, uh, chatting pleasantries amongst each other, but it was almost like when you walk in on a conversation that you're not supposed to have walked in on, they all kind of just stop and kind of look at you just for a second. And then they try to go back to what they were doing. I don't think Scrizz notices it. He just running towards the alley, and I'm going to, as bonus action, I'm going to hide so, so he don't get stage fright. <laughs> and I don't want nobody sneaking up on me if I'm dead. Um, as you go into the alley, you are kind of like looking back to, you know, see if anyone notices you. <laughs> and you walk right into a hooded figure. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Can, can you please move? You don't belong back here. Uh, what is back here? I was like, okay, you want me to leave? Was it not implied? I guess, yeah, I'm leaving right now. This person is wearing, um, Basically, almost all entirely black clothing, and is wearing a long black hooded cloak. They look human. I slowly, I want to keep an eye on him, and I just slowly back out. Have a good day, sir. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> um, what's your passive perception? Your passive perception is 11? Yeah. Um, what's your passive perception? 13. How about you? Uh, 10, I think. Okay. So, none of you noticed this except for Lizica. He notices that the, uh, the, the person in the robe makes some sort of a weird hand gesture in almost like a sign language or something. To Lizka? No. No. He makes it to someone that you don't see. Or no. something that you don't see. Mm. And then he seems to just walk back into the shadows of the alley. Sounds like we'll never know about it. <laughs> Did I recognize the jester at all? Yes. I will People are fucking rude around here. I'm going to I'm going to text it to you because I don't want to get up and do whispers today. Oh god. <laughs> What backstory? <laughs> Feel like this. <laughs> now I'm like just looking. I'm like, oh, oh. I've been back okay. and forth. So I sent it to him. And we're good. Why are you guys both leaving? They both just left. And then only one of them comes oh, yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> so Scrooge tries to find another little spot to duck behind. There's not very many easily visible alleys back through this way. Is So is, is there like a little edge that leads over to the water that yeah. you can... <laughs> Scrizz goes to the edge of it. Arr! Just to see what people do. You're just going to the edge I of the water? I have to fall through. I already said I was going to piss, so yes. I'm just... <laughs> 
<laughs> he just stops. This Christian just goes to the edge of the water and grabs hold of a rail, and he's like, Ugh. "Uh, so it's just a merfolk. You're, you're, you're kind of pulling your pants down or pulling your whatever out, and uh, as you do, um, you feel a, a very firm hand on the back of your shoulder. That's not for that. I have a condition. Where where can I go, please? There's a there's a building right there for that. And he points to what looks to be the nicest outhouse you've ever seen in your life. See that guy over there? He told me to come over here. Like there was a guy in the alley told me to come over here. So I'm near to here. It's a this person is a completely different person in a black robe and black garb. They look they look Vidalkin. Like are you all dressed the same around here? Okay, I just, I start. We are the keepers of the library. Then who was in the alley, really? He is a keeper of the library. Oh, okay. There are many secrets within the library that must be protected. What have we got me for? I guess the bathroom <laughs> secret to everybody, too. Well, it actually says restroom. Oh. And then as you look over, you go, yep, yep, it sure does. <laughs> You're like, damn. Which is weird because... Now I can understand You it. actually can read it. I'm like, damn. Mm. Oh, that's what that says. Well, I thank you. And I'm heading over there. Have a good day, sir. Oh. I realize it's like a I rented a restroom. Okay. Oh, if I get in this restroom, there's not going to be more guys in here and black folks watching me. Like, I don't want going like, in down a hole and a head pops up. You can't do this, you're not supposed to be back here. <laughs> Never mind. So you go in there and there's no one else in there. It's just you. <laughs> it's very nice inside, though. It looks like uh, the the wood and maintenance of this is kept up. It's very clean. It doesn't even smell very gross. It's the woman's restroom. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Little cologne. I'm like... Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it's really nice. I like that. I come back out. Okay, I'm good, Rocky. Let's go. What the <laughs> hell is that smell? I almost pissed myself. <laughs> you see several of these uh, very similar black-robed and black-cloaked figures coming in and out of the library, like, nonchalantly. It's not like an army of them or anything. Just some are coming in, some are going out. I feel like these guys would know what's going on, so... Uh, yeah, Liz. Why don't you tell them what's going on? Remember last time we were here, you had a talk with somebody? Uh, yeah, I kind of remember that. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know? I remember it. I don't know. Make up your mind. I said I kind of remember it. I don't exactly well, remember what happened. What were we? We'd be in... I mean, these guys are kind of creepy, not going to lie. <laughs> are we being, like, chased down an alley or something? Uh, yeah. So, I don't remember much. Um, but it, yeah, there was... It, it felt like somebody was chasing us, but when we looked around, there was nobody there. Yeah. And didn't we, like, run into someone? Yeah. <laughs> I, if I remember right, I mean... I, I couldn't see much of his face. You seem to feel as though, while no one is directly looking at you, 
you all seem to get the impression that you're being watched. Mm-hmm. Get that feeling again. <laughs> This whole area kind of it kind of creeps you out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just this particular near the library for whatever reason just mm-hmm. seems to really creep you out. Do these guys in the black robes are, are they wearing like any insignia or anything? Like, do we know who they are? If they're part of a group or something? Not or? that you can tell. Um, the library group. <laughs> the library. To you, they seem like they would be guiltless. I mean, are we allowed in there? Because those yeah. guys are awfully like. Uh, we, yep. I mean, we didn't do anything wrong when we were here. No, we're allowed in there. From what you know, the library is open and welcome to everyone who wants to learn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's open. It's one of the only things in Ravnica that's open all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, how much were those spells the last time we were here? Pretty sure it was a thousand gold <laughs> for one spell. I mean, if it would help us, I mean, I'd chip in my portion. Um. Well, we'd all have to decide on a spell. But if we need one, we can come here. Off the top of my head, I can't think of one that I need at the moment. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what some people need around here. They could do a healing spell. That'd be great. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have very many options for this. <laughs> I have one. Do you got resurrection? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Revive? I'm not powerful enough to use that, even if I did have it. <laughs> I think they're trying to tell you you need to multi-class into cleric. That's, uh, <laughs> or or Maybe eventually. <laughs> uh, so are we going into the library? I mean, if, um, if we need anything. I mean, if you need a spell. I mean, we need to know where to go. To I mean, we could always ask. I'm sure they'd know where, where we need to go. Okay. At least. The very least. Okay. Uh, like I said, let's... I mean, yeah, I could look, I could look I at... Mean, Potential spells. Yeah. Very well. So. Uh, you walk up the steps to the main portion of the library. This building is very well maintained, very clean. It reminds you a lot of the Chamber of the Guild Pact, in that other than having a like almost copper type dome structure. This seems to have a uh, dark blue, almost stone type dome on the top of it. Um, as you enter inside the steps, the uh, the marble polished floors and there are huge columns inside. Um, floor to ceiling, bookcases, many more of these black robed figures seem to be walking about almost monk-like in their approach with some of the robes with their, their hands and they seem to almost look at this place as like a sacred place. Um, it's massive inside. Very well lit. There are uh, metal filigree ladders that you can ascend to reach the higher parts of the of the bookcases uh there's the room itself is very circular shaped and you're able to go up different floors where you can walk across um there are some that are roped off that with little 
areas and like little signs on them that clearly say restricted. Um, there are some office doors in between some of the bookcases on all the floors. The number of floors, there's probably six floors from what you can tell. And on the ground floor where you're at and on every level, there seems to be some tables, really nice tables with some chairs where you're able to sit and read and do research. What do you want to do here? I'm going to go up to one of the hooded figures and ask them for some kind of like suture book. Like to learn how to do sutures on people. Um, So you approach one of the librarians. Um, It's an older human, but still with that same sort of very calm demeanor. May I help you? Oh, uh, yes. uh, Oh, you're scary. Um... (laughs) I, uh, my apologies. <laughs> you know, blame your parents. Am I right? Um, so, indeed, I'm, I'm looking indeed. for a uh, like a medical book. Um, of course, with you know an anatomy of all different types of creatures and um, how to sew people up. Like you mean a surgical book? Yeah, uh, simple surgery. Okay, you don't really strike me as the surgical type, are you? you Maybe. Enjoy. Taking up a new hobby? Taxidermy, maybe? Uh, yeah, taxidermy. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yes. Um, <laughs> we just yeah, we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can show you some basic books on surgeries, medical surgeries. Nothing complicated, mind you, but... Just dabbling in it. <laughs> just wave things. <laughs> but uh, amputations and proper techniques, Absolutely. Right this way. Oh, thank you. Um, he takes you a, a, across to the to an area on the lower level. It's 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 maybe sixty feet in from where you're at now. You walk past some tables. Some people are some non hooded people are in in, the, in this area too. They just look like normal citizens. Um, some from other guilds you recognize. Uh, some people from the Selesnia are in here. They look very dryad like. Um, some elves from the Golgari are in here. You recognize their insignias, and they're just in here reading books. They're just learning some stuff. Um, so he takes you over to the medical area, or you're assuming it's the medical area, and he's like, now let me see. I believe that, yes, I think that this book right here will suit your needs. Ha, <laughs> ha, suit your needs. <laughs> yeah, what a knee slapper. Um, <laughs> thank you, I appreciate it. <laughs> He's got one level Harsh crowd. <laughs> Some people just have no appreciation for the comedic arts. <laughs> and he pulls out this very small uh it's a it's a small book, entirely paper. Um there's no cover to it really. It's it's a hand drawn cover. <clears throat> it has what looks to be a uh it looks like a human skull drawn and etched on the outside of it. And the title of the book is um, basic biological anatomy. Yeah, so um, on the paper, is there any kind of like drawings of like many, many drawings? Okay. Um, They're so, all hand drawn. So just kind of thinking in in like my head, <clears throat> uh, feeling kind of devious. Um, oh, you're not supposed to cut that far up the calf if you want to 
retain most of the meat. I, I, I wouldn't know, sir. Um, you wouldn't get it. It's not. I'm, I'm taxidermist. Got it. Yeah. I wasn't implying that I do not understand where to stick a man with a knife. I was only implying that I don't know anything about desecrating a body. And he kind of gives you a grin that makes you feel very uneasy. Like a like a square body? <clears throat> like a rodent? Like all bodies. Is it like a knowing... Like a knowing... He kind of gives you the impression that he stabbed a man before. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> no, um... um like I said, I'm just doing bodies. It was rodents, BS, big animals, small animals. That's what it starts out at, I've heard. <laughs> you know, it is a fun hobby. You can tons of room for growth. Indeed. You know what? I'll make your mother a rug someday. My mother's dead. <laughs> not a good start. Not a good. Start. Probably not. I killed her. Oh. Well, why'd you do? You know what? I'll I'll get you a rug. Do you want one of her? She wasn't a very nice person. I'm like, you're a fucking delight to <laughs> Is there anything else I can help you with, sir? No, um... No, um... No, I'm, not, I'm okay. Yeah. Have a good day. He turns. You too? And uh, you don't notice, but Lizica does. He makes a hand gesture to someone off in one of the upper levels. Same one or different? <laughs> different. I poke Elvin and I'm like... Man, do I recognize this one? You do. Oh boy, here we go again. <laughs> do we notice the signs? Or <laughs> probably not. I'm just. I'm more like. God, this, I don't. They're like the really nillies around these guys. I sent it to you. So yeah. I, I mean, that dude has no mother. The tyrant is our mom. Damn. I mean, that's that's too much. Um, that's that's weird for me. I've never mm-hmm. killed my dog. I, I, you know what? I would like to get out of here as fast as possible. I think that's probably a good so idea. Let's, let's ask your questions about this sunken life and get the hell out of here. What do you think? Where's Rocky at? <laughs> I had used facilities. Here I am. Did you guys find out any information? Yeah, this the, one of these guys killed his mom. And I'm a taxidermist. Yeah, so no. Uh, well, uh, maybe let's let's go up to the desk and see if we can get some information. Yeah. Let's see as if we're walking around. I'm like, <laughs> always watching to make sure one don't sneak up behind me. I'm like, <laughs> like back to back with Elvin as we're walking. So you're heading up to like the main desk area at, mm-hmm. the, at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a female Vidalkin in the same types of robes. She seems to be sitting there making some notes in some sort of a... It looks to be like a ledger. Um, it, it looks like it has a list of names on of people who have borrowed books. How high is the desk? Um, it's probably a standard height for you. It's very tall for them. It's probably maybe barely above their, above their belly buttons. So, so like, it's like probably about your head level. Okay, okay I'm like... She doesn't seem to take notice of you as you approach. She continues making her little notes, and she's got a stack of books next to her. And she makes like a little mark, and then she plops one down, and she continues on. Um, may I help you? And she never breaks eye contact with what she's doing. 
Uh, yes, uh, my name is Rocky Bruno Hyde, and I've been sent here to investigate that Simic lab that fell into the water. Uh, can you tell me anything about that? I'm not really from these parts. She seems to pause what she's doing. She sits her quill down. She looks up, kind of sizing you up. That's the impression that you get. <laughs> You're here to investigate the Simic lab. Uh, yes, ma'am. There was a problem with one of the labs? Yep, it uh, it got destroyed or sunk into the ocean or something. Oh, that's that's unfortunate. That's terrible. I, I hope everyone's all right. I take it you don't know much about it. Uh, no. Hmm. Well, shoot. Well, have uh, have you have you been into Zamac before? No, this is my first time. Oh. Well, um, it's all underwater. <laughs> uh, so I've heard. <clears throat> I was uh, kind of curious about my breathing problems because I don't breathe underwater. I suppose it would depend on where you want to go down there. If the lab sunk you could probably take one of the bubble pods um unless you need to investigate with your hands you might need some type of a water breathing potion or i would uh dare i say maybe a little bit of both uh maybe maybe yeah I, i'm not sure i don't i'm a librarian i don't do your your type of work that's okay do you know where uh where i'd find or rent or get one of these pods at um, usually you can go down to the main entrance. Um, it's just below, outside. Uh, basically, if you go right out the steps, there's another set of steps that will take you down to the lower level. Mm -hmm. um, there should be an information booth there, and someone should be able to help you out. The Simic insignia should be above it. <coughs> it should be pretty easy to spot. All right. Well, you've been mighty helpful. Hey, do you ever feel like people watching you here? I feel like peop someone's watching me. She kind of looks at you and goes, and she kind of smiles in a way that implies that she knows what you're talking about, but she doesn't come out and say that. <clears throat> Not at all. No, it feels very comfortable here. I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> are, are they like pervertedly watching me or just making sure I'm not being an asshole I think that we all take our jobs very seriously <clears throat> all of Ravnica's history is here everything we've learned as a society is here and if anything would happen to that we could revert back to a point where we were not quite so civilized sure I'm sure you've heard some of the histories I've heard a thing or two the Simic have always been an oddity amongst because they don't dwell on the surface they live in the depths you might feel at times as though they are uncaring and uncompassionate but they're not hmm well, people will be people, right? Indeed, yes. How long do you rent books out for? I see you writing. Is that like... Um, it's sort of a case-by-case -case basis. 
you usually just let us know when you want to bring it back. And right. if you don't, we'll come get it. So it's like a pickup service. So I don't have to bring it back. You can just come find me and I give it back to you then. I don't think you would really like it if one of us showed up to get it back. Hmm. This is why Scrisnet don't read. <laughs> it sounds dangerous. <laughs> well, you read now. But as long as it's back within the determined and negotiated time frame, we have no problems. And most most people within Ravnica adhere to that. Uh, unless they had already met an untimely demise or fell victim to an accident, which it happens. Sure. Hey, you, you wouldn't happen to have any books on uh, the Gorgons, would you? The Gorgons? It's just something that popped around the water cooler, and I was like, that sounds interesting. I would like to read more about them. Any particular thing about the Gorgons? It's basic human anatomy, how to kill them, you know. <laughs> I think they bleed like everything else. What about, like, a book on their, you know, just about them or their <laughs> history or, you know? Sure. I, yes, absolutely. All right. Um, wait right here. Well, while you're going, <laughs> do you have uh, any books on the 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 Firemane Angels? Most of their history is documented within the halls of the Boros. Okay. They are more of a celestial entity. They're. Interventions have been few and far between among non-Boros. Okay, so probably nothing I don't already know. I, you know, I work with them all the time. You can tell Boros. Uh, but I was just wondering, you know, like more of their history. And we're not sure where they came from. They just they're here. I don't know if it's faith that drew them here, but probably not much different than the Death Pact angels. I assume. They've cool. just been here for as long as we know. Well, I think just that... Uh, actually, I'm sorry. One more thing. Do you have any books on the fire mind? The fire mind? You mean Niv-Mizzet? Well, just like about a fire mind or how it works. Not necessarily about Niv. Um, Niv has been very open about his life. <laughs> there are many books written about Niv. As far as the fire mind, it's more of a concept. I didn't think it was an actual thing. It also happens to be his title. They refer to him as the fire mind. Oh. So not much really is written down about it? No, I don't know that anyone's ever actually seen it if it is an actual thing other than Niv himself. He described it as an extension of his mind. I think it's a real thing, just like an idea is a real thing, even though you can't see that. You know what I'm saying? Interesting. That would put a new perspective on it. I'm a bit of a philosopher in my spare time. You so. know, I had a feeling about you. Maybe you'll uh, have some of the books I write one day. <laughs> I hope so. If you write one, it eventually will probably end up here. <laughs> Even the most mundane and seemingly unimportant books are kept here. Even in the lower levels, we have books on everything. What's the most mundane book you got? We have um, How to Grow Mushrooms. Oh, God, I hate mushrooms. I'm going to pass on that one. I'll just take the Gorgonites book. You and... know that the mushrooms were 
key in keeping the people of Ravnica alive for over a century. I am glad I wasn't a century that I was alive. No, my, it was before your time. Uh, my friend grows mushrooms all over, and that's, you know, good for her. Interesting. But uh, they taste terrible. So just a history of the Gorgons, if I have something along those lines. Yeah. Excellent. Um, wait, please. Mm-hmm. She goes into one of the restricted areas. Um, she comes back after a few minutes. Um, this book was not in the restricted area, but I will say that its contents have been dubbed fictional. Mm. But with all fiction, there is some degrees of truth. There is no actual written documentation of the Gorgons or where they came from. But you wanted a book about Gorgons. This is the best I have. That'll do. Uh, how long she do? How long do I get it? How how long would you like it for? A week. Fair enough. One week. All right. Well, I will see you in a week with this here book. If I don't come back, you can come get it from me. We will. <laughs> All right. She uh she writes uh she said and your name was uh Rocky with two Ks. Got it. Bartholomew. She's writing it down in her little ledger. With a U. Okay. Brindle Hod. Okay. And the name of the book is The Gorgons. Very original. <laughs> it, you kind of look at it, it almost looks like a children's book hmm. in the way that the, the drawings and, and the, the paintings are done in the book. Um, this is an original, one-of-a-kind only book. There are no other copies, which is why we keep it in the back. But knowledge is free to everyone who seek it. Unless it's a spell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this book doesn't happen to be waterproof, does it? There have been some minor enchantments put on many of the books here to keep them from succumbing to age and natural means. So that's a yes. That is a yes. Disco, because we're about to go into water, so that works out real well. Very good. Well, toodaloo and all. I just need you to sign here. I'll take my hoof and just... Excellent. We'll see you in one week. Or or sooner, if you finish sooner than that. Bringing him back early is never frowned upon. All right. Well, bye. Have a good day. Bye. You too. All right. I guess towards the thingy entrance Said Down the stairs and there should be a little kiosk with a guy. So, you wander out into the lower level, right, getting closer and closer to the water. Um, You do indeed see what seems to be one of those green and blue metallic dome structures. Um, There's several people working behind what looks to be a long, almost counter, or a booth. Um, There's probably 20 people behind this thing. Um, they're handing out what looks to be uh, these little remote control buzzer looking things uh, to people as they come in um, they're collecting fees um, and the line is uh, there's a line of people trying to get in and then there's some coming back um, the races uh, are varied most of them seem to be some form of elf or human, with a few Vidalkins. 
and they all seem to be air breathers from what you can tell. Uh, wait in line. Sure. Yeah. The the line moves pretty swift. You just kind of follow your place in line, and you are soon greeted at the front of the line by a very almost blue skin looking elf with long blonde hair, male. Um, you notice that there's like asphyxiated on the side of his neck. It looks like gills. Uh, howdy, feller. Hello. You do you breathe air through the? Yeah, I can. I can do both. Wow, that's awesome. I I can't wait to get my shark fin. What now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get a shark fin. It's gonna be sweet. This is just something you purchase from the store and plop her on. Well, or? I mean, yeah, I mean, you had you had to pay for it. It's not very expensive. Um, but we're always trying to intermingle the different types of. Genetic advances and uh, advantages of certain species with ours to, you know, perfect us. We believe that all life came from the ocean, and eventually we're all going to be back there, so we're just getting one step ahead. Wow. Do you offer these kinds of services for people not within the Simic? Um, it's a little bit more expensive, and depending on what you want. We mostly specialize in aquatic life forms. What about aquatic life forms like a walrus with like big tusks that come out of their mouth? Um, that was still my idea. I'm, I'm trying to help <laughs> you out. I don't have the tusks. I'm I already not, got tusks. I'm not sure why, but yeah, yeah, we could probably do that. So my little friend. I mean, we don't do that, but. Where would we, is there like a line for that one? Um, <laughs> You'd have to probably talk to one of the geneticists below. Roger, write that down. His name is Roger, the de- geneticist. <laughs> it. Uh, what, what can I help you with today? Are you planning to visit Zamek? Uh, yeah, in a way. Uh, so we were sent by um, the Hall of the Guilds. Uh, we are to investigate the Simic lab that blew up or fell into the water. So. Oh, we've been expecting you. You're from the Order of the Guild Pact. That's mm-hmm. the one. We were wondering how long it was going to take for someone to come and investigate that. We've been complaining. Well, your complaint was heard. There was just there was lots of press and stuff within Ravnica. We are but one trope Look of at people. This. The system works. <laughs> you know, thank you. I've been. Who was I telling? I was telling someone. Thank you. It's Rolls So you've never been below, yes? Uh, yes, no. You notice that this particular elf seems to be a bit more cheery and friendly than what you were kind of led to believe about most people within the Simic. Hmm. And as he's having a conversation with you, you kind of notice that the people behind the booth are all kind of looking at him like <sighs> <laughs> they seem they seem like annoyed. Get Brian again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, well, this is uh, this is Zonet 7. Um Basically, at some point in Ravnica's history, the underground oceans swallowed chunks of the world, and these big holes of water filled up. We've navigated a lot of them, a lot of our people come from there, and they're all connected. Cool. Where's the lab? The, there are many labs underneath. The lab that you're referring to is uh, not too far from Zemek. That is perfect. Now, being as we are from the 
all the guild pact, um, they, they told us you'd have, like, um, pods we could use, or... Sure, yeah, we can get you a bubble pod. Yeah, and, like, uh, you got some of them breathing potions you can throw in there in case we gotta get hands on? Ooh, um... Yeah, it's gonna cost, though. Those aren't easy to make. But, I mean, we do keep some for, for people who are not, you know, water people. Well, considering as I'm a minotaur, that is not me. We could fix that. I'd have to talk to the wife. I, I don't know. We could get you a crocodile snout and some gills. It'd be pretty sweet. I mean... <laughs> maybe, maybe some piranha fangs? Eh? You know, let me A couple think extra about octopus it. tentacles? What do you think? I don't have any to begin with. <laughs> then, then then they would all be extra, right? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, we'll let you think about it. Yeah. Uh, why don't you put the, the potions on the tab of the guild packed hall? Ooh, and persuasion <laughs> check. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he thought. <laughs> um, as long as you are not casting a spell, absolutely. So I can, okay. So you'll get advantage on the roll. How are you assisting him? I can roll with them. No, I mean how? I like how. Like, are you gonna speak up or be like, well, I don't know? They said they were gonna pay for this, or like, how are you gonna? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm glad you remembered Rocky that they said put it on the tab. <laughs> you know, this is why you keep me here. See, and that's yeah, I told you, you know, getting potions. First roll of the night. <laughs> I know, right? That's, that's the biggest thing. Two hours it? in. <laughs> yeah, they said to put it on the tab. How'd you do? Uh, Seventeen. Okay. Uh, he kind of looks and goes. Well, I mean, all right, if, they, if that's what they said, we'll definitely get the money back at some point. So uh, let's see, what do you need? One, two, three, four, five? Uh, yeah, five, five would be good. Okay. But, this, I mean, if that's not true, I could get in a lot of trouble. You tell him to come talk to Rocky. Okay. I'll let, he writes down your, Rocky said. <laughs> two K's. Two K's. Minotaur, Rocky said. Two E's. Got it. Soon to have crocodiles now. I think you'd be pretty badass. I mean, I've got most of the... It's like a half crocodile snout right now. I mean, guys, picture him right now. I want you to picture Rocky. <laughs> crocodile snout. I could see it. With the horns? Come yeah. on! Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe. But it's more the snout than the the face that we're talking about. Just imagine this guy, right? Like, he's already a huge, huge guy, right? And he's coming charging at you with these horns. And crocodile teeth. Yeah. I would wet myself. I'd be like, no, I'm not messing with that guy. No. Like, everybody in the back of the line are like, oh, my God. This is that <laughs> the line was moving. <laughs> well, I think if my face is any longer, I'll probably fall Somebody over. Somebody in the back like, just get the fuck out of <laughs> Just get the crocodile face already. Get <laughs> All right, so you need one uh, pod and some potions. Got it. That'll do her. Uh, all right, I'm going I'm to I'm send the tab to the chamber of the guild pack. You got it. Uh, That's right. I believe his name was... Uh, so 500 gold. <laughs> Judge Moldren View. <laughs> Judge Moldren View is the guy who... Billing was, uh, Judge Moldren View, 500 gold. You got it. Yep. <laughs> I knew they were going to be expensive. So. Now that's, for, uh, that's the deposit fee to make sure that, you know, the pod gets brought back. Um, and you'll get some of the money back if you don't end up using the potions. All the guild pack on that one. Yep. Got it. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So be careful. Um, have you ever driven a bubble pod before? Oh, no. I've driven a horse before. How much different is driven it? Driven a Very different. <laughs> then no. 
Okay. Has anyone else bubble potted? No. So basically, uh, it's got like a, a little little wheel in there, and when you want the thing to go to the left, you rotate the wheel to the left, and when you want it to go to the right, you rotate to the right. When you want it to go up and down, there's a little lever that you up for up and down for down. My left or your right? <laughs> Whatever direction you're facing. Okay. It's pretty easy. Pretty cool. Yeah. Well, Skriz, you, you've been in, like, pods before. Do you feel like, do you have any memory of having, knowing how to drive something like His this? His description of talking about driving the pod kind of irritates you. <laughs> because you kind of recall it being a little bit more complicated than that. <laughs> you, uh, you, have, you have recollection that's, that is more complicated like, than that. <laughs> hey, do you happen to know the time? Alright, let's let's go get this pot and let's go investigate. Okay. So it, And it's... as we walk away I look at Rocky and I'm like, hmm, that was nice. What? The the whole person's on the tab. We're yeah. doing their work. You're oh. covering a liar. Yeah. yeah. No no, they didn't say that they wouldn't be covering the potions. Right. They covered the... But the, you're going to watch me on potions, huh? Well, I didn't bad. steal these potions. They're being paid for. <laughs> They're being paid... The magical hand the put it in my pouch. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but the guild pack, I mean, they paid They paid for our... <laughs> they paid for our tickets to the nightclub. They've, you know, they've done this before. It seems like it's included in the job. They didn't pay for it. We were given to them by the... Either way, <laughs> we got them for free. You got it. All right. Oh, I, like, I like your style, Rocky. That was pretty good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, you want to drive? It sounds like you know what to do. Are we at the pod? No, you're still at the desk. Okay. <laughs> we just had this whole conversation. <laughs> He's kind of looking at you, the guy's like, "No, they're definitely paying for it. Don't worry about it." I, I'm, I'm not. I got your name right here. So. Yep, Muldron View. You I, wrote I, that one down I, too. Yep, Muldron View. Judge. Just uh, go. Yeah, Supreme Judge Muldron View. Got it. Supreme. That's the one. <laughs> okay, let's go. We're holding up the line. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yep. Well, uh, you guys have a nice day in Zamac. Okay. Bye. See ya. Bye. So, um, you Goodbyes you kind so awkward in this game. <laughs> so you you kind of follow. It's only it's only awkward sometimes. Sometimes it's like really good, and sometimes it is. It's awkward. Yeah. So uh, you guys follow uh, what looks to be like a roped off path that kind of leads you down to. Um, uh, it's almost like a little corral of um, several of these little bubble pod machines. It looks similar to the teleportation device that you had from your memories. It's very similar in structure. It's not the same, but it looks similar. Um, metal filigrees along the bottom. There's the the metal like almost gear-like thing that encompasses the center of it. Um, the little device that they gave you to activate the pod. It looks... It's like, it's like this little small box with a button on it basically so as you approach you like hit the button and uh the pod that's closest the hatch opens up inside there are six seats there are three and three so it's pretty large inside 
and um, it, it looks familiar. I feel like there's a little anxiety of climbing into this pod. Yeah, a little bit. Um, is this the only way down? I mean, do we have to? Okay, um. Take, take a sip of gravy. You'll be alright. It's like miles down there. We'll be swimming for hours. I, I step into the pod. The controls are in the middle of the main, like, seat. So, the seat's in the front in the middle. Um the steering wheel and the lever for navigating up and down. There's little uh, dials and it looks like pressure valves and stuff in there. Um, And as you're looking a little bit closer, you see that there are these really small pipes that kind of go along the outside of it to pressure and stabilize the air pressure within the, within the device. Um, After it kind of seals off, um, I'm going to cast blast at first level. Okay. Okay. Cool. Is it concentration? Bless three people. Yeah, I'm Is it a concentration? Yeah. Cool. Cool. As he's messing around, looking around, just trying to get his his uh, wits about him, he turns around like nobody farting here. <laughs> It'll be ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think if it would be anyone, it'd be you. Don't point fingers. I was just saying. No, I, I didn't point. I was just letting you know. It, it was probably you. All right. So, you uh, the hatch on the the pod closes, and almost memory reflex, you you crank one of the knobs, and you feel <clears throat> the pressure make your ears kind of pop, and you hear like a vacuum seal as the outside is now sealed off from coming inside. You activate the gears and the levers. The little control panel at the front illuminates. Um, you begin to drift down into the depths. So I feel like I would slowly take it out. And, and just to screw around with him. <laughs> Be like, okay, I think I got this. Is this the right... And just go, <laughs> just to see, like, no, that's the wrong number. Like, 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 like a nosedive. Yeah, a little, okay. A little nosedive. So, and be like, oh, be like, oh God, we're sinking. So yeah, he sends this thing almost into like a wild, wild little like spiral nosedive down into the depths. <laughs> then you hear from the back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, as you, uh, you stabilize it after just a few moments and level it out and then you start to descend. There are little lights on the sides, the top and the bottom. You have little controls for each one. You're kind of steering the little lights around so you can kind of see around you. Um, those with dark vision can see that there's all forms of aquatic life swimming around in the darkness of the ocean around you. The lights seem to illuminate and bounce off of various forms of algae and fish and coral. See fucking Jar Jar Binks coming. The the massive 
river ocean looking thing is encompassed as you go further down and almost looks like a well. It's a, an entirely concrete structure has been built around this aqueduct that encompasses its miles. It's miles all the way down. It's it's like a giant well in the middle of the city. And it continues to descend as you go down and down and down and down. You, you see little windows and chambers with lights on the outside of this. As you're going down, you see people walking around and they live down here. Some of them seem like they're air breathers. Uh, there are tubes and chambers with entirely glass structures that you can see in hallways. It looks very sophisticated down here. It looks like the future. Um, as we're descending, I was going to say, I'm going to change into like the guy we talked to when we were heading down, the one that wanted the uh, shark tail. Like a blue elf? Yeah, I'm going to look like a blue elf with a okay. shark tail. Nice. Sea elf. Okay. Sea elf. Now, going down here, do we see a place where we can dock up to... And yeah, there's there's lots of places that you could. There are many opportunities. It's almost like as you descend, the you kind of get a little bit closer to the outside rim of the of the wall structure, so you're not seeing all of it because it's miles wide. You wouldn't be able to see all of it, and there's just layers and layers. Whereas like when you were in the is it layer, there was all these little pods stacked. These are like rings, and they go all the way around and encompass the whole thing. Um, below you, you see that there are some lights. And from where you're at, this goes down several, probably thousand feet, but these lights seem to come back up. There are structures actually below you, too. Um, there are many places that you could dock the pod. And you see, you see that these, uh, these big chambers with like sealed doors that would allow you to gain access that way and park inside on every, on every level. Where are we going? Do you guys have, like... Do we just park somewhere and walk around and go ask? Or well, you were it. you were given very vague descript like directions on how to get here, just that it was below the guild hall, mm. and that you might be able to find someone within Zamek to help you. Well, maybe let's do like a, a once around and see if we can find you know a wreckage or something. See where maybe a tour apart. Yeah, maybe we, we investigate the outside here, and if we can't find anything, we can go inside. Let's do that. Like, do it once around, see if we can see if where the, the the lab itself might have tore from. You descend further down past the the concrete walls and stone walls that have been carved and built around this aqueduct fissure. Um, heading closer towards the lights that you see in the bottom of the depths. Um... As you get deeper, you see many fish-tailed humans, merfolk. They have fins on the tops of their heads. They have not been genetically altered. They are just merfolk. They swim about to and fro in and out of the non-air-dwelling facilities. There are many that are completely underwater, too. It's a combination of both. The, the lights that illuminate along are definitely developed by the Izzet. The tubes that house and break, are, that keep the water from coming in and the pressure from destabilizing, you recognize as Izzet technology. It's similar to the steam pipes, but 
with glass instead of with metal. Um, you go further and further down, you see the structure that you assume to be Zamek, which is the, the main guild hall for the Simic Combine. Um, it's a huge domed structure with a green metallic roof. There are many pieces of coral and stuff that are attached to it. Um, many fish and things are swimming around it. And there are no actual walls, but more, it looks more like a gazebo, like a massive gazebo as you descend. And you can see in and out, but it's a huge structure. It looks like there are layers and levels within it, some that have been pocketed off for air breathers and some that have not. It almost looks like a big council hall, almost like um, picture the the Senate building in uh, uh, Return of the Sith, where there's all these like seats and chambers that kind of go around it in this circular structure. It looks like there's one big podium in the middle. Um, on the top of the structure, you see this. It looks like the roots of a tree, but the roots look sort of wavy, and the the leaves sprout out. You recognize it as the Simic Combine insignia. Um, They're preservers of nature. All nature. But aquatic nature seems to be the thing that they care the most about. But they find medicines and means through plants as well as aquatic life. Plants within the ocean. And you see that there's these large tree-like structures that grow underwater near and around this gazebo-looking thing. Um, as you descend and go further, you notice that this structure is sort of floating. It's not stabilized on any sort of ground. And you're able to go past it and below it. Um, it doesn't take you long before you start seeing the remnants and debris coming from an underground um, cavern within the side of one of the non-finished walls. It's a huge cavern, and you see bits of rock and and metal, scraps of metal sort of floating there. Uh, can you pull up over there. You see all that debris floating around? Bring it up near it. Okay. Um... As you get a little bit closer to it, you see that the there's many pieces of the scrap metal, shards of glass. Uh, they seem to be forming almost like a trail coming from this cavern opening within the depths. Where does it lead, the trail? Into this cavern. Oh, nice. <laughs> Can we fit in the cavern if we... It's, it's a huge opening. It's probably two or three hundred feet tall, at least 100 feet wide. It's a huge cavern. So you want to go to the cavern. Um, As you approach, total darkness. There are no lights. You you see all this debris and you you hear it sort of clang off the sides as you're going through it. You've decreased your acceleration speed a little bit. Um, You see some deeper dwelling fish and um, squid and things sort of trying to get away from you as you come in. Um, The cavern seems to go down and straight, and then it seems to 
ascend a little bit and go up. You want to continue to follow it. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes up and up and up for a few hundred feet. Not straight up as in like an incline until you reach um, air. It's like an underground air vent. Your pod pops up and half the pod is above the water now. You look out and there is a there's uh, jagged rock formations coming from the depths below stalag uh, stalactites and stalagmites in this almost huge massive cavern expansion. You have come out in what looks to be almost surrounding you like almost like teeth surrounding you, but rocks um, as the lights sort of form around and you see the tops of this. You see these. Uh, Strange-looking creatures hanging from the tops of the cavern. They almost look like bats, but they look more aquatic, almost like manta rays <laughs> hanging from the ceiling. How many are there? Hundreds. Oh god. <laughs> Maybe we go back and ask directions. <laughs> In the middle of this, uh, as you popped up several hundred feet across, you see more of these like rock structures and what looks to be um, more debris floating on the top a lot more debris floating on the top and you didn't notice at first but you notice what looks to be like a large basin um, where something has, uh, it looks like a, like almost like a little island um, and it looks like it's sort of tipped Does the pod have like legs where you can bring them out mechanically to walk across, or is it just mostly as a water pod? No, it's not for that. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't walk; it swims. Okay, so from looking at these little manta ray bats, mm-hmm. do we know what they might be? Making a, we'll go a history check. Um, it's probably been 30 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. You get a, you get a D4. Okay, D4. Hey, not 20. <clears throat> With that, the 4. I got it's, a 20. It's a, uh, it's, it's a creature that definitely resembles a manta ray, but it ha- instead of being where the face is kind of underneath the manta ray, it actually has like a head. It looks like some sort of scientific experiment where someone crossed a bat and a manta ray. You don't recognize the creature because you don't think you've ever seen one before. Hmm. You're able to tell enough distinct features between the two different organisms that seem to have been spliced and merged together. Does it, so we don't even know if it's aggressive or... Yeah, does it look mm-hmm. hostile or anything? Or? They seem to be and they seem to be acting like bats would in a cave. As long as we don't aggravate them. Yeah, yeah, it should be, be alright. Yeah. So, and it looks like there's a, a a big pod that's just floating in the middle. It there looks like a side. big land structure. Okay. The land structure looks artificially made, not metallic, but as if someone had took a bunch of rock and carved it into a shape, um, with like a little bit of stone on the top. And it's across the way from us. It seems to be propped up against the far end of the cavern, but it definitely looks like it should have been upright. It, it's, it stands out. It looks like the bottom of it is 
is like a, almost like a rock point going down into the ground, and it's it's definitely not natural. It looks like it should be um, upright, like flat. Is there any way just to put the pod somewhere where we can get yeah, out of it? Yeah, you'd be able to probably tie it to one of the rock structures. I pull up towards one, and I pop open the door to get out. Okay. So um, you pop open Go to places in them. the the door, and uh, you're kind of swimming in the water, and you're going to tie this to one of the rock structures, mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Um, what is everyone else doing? Um, probably, probably kind of like the same, or swimming towards the landmass. Okay. I'd like to get on some land, yeah. Yeah, um, it's the only land structure around, and it's at almost a 90-degree angle. You wouldn't be able to stand on it. Okay. Not easily. Can I try and dive underwater and see if there's an entrance anywhere from underwater that we can... Um, do you have dark vision? I have a torch. <laughs> underwater? <Does it> <laughs> underwater? <laughs> um, it doesn't say. <laughs> a torch? <laughs> well, I'm going to let you know that it won't. Um, okay. I'll go with them and I'll use my dancing lights so okay. we can see. That's concentration. Look at that teamwork. Teamwork. That's you want fucking to? I was going to say, Elvin is actually, because I don't know how to swim, and I was being dead honest about that. I didn't know that about your character, but that's really interesting. So he's trying his best not to panic right now. Okay. I'm feeling like he's drowning, but trying not to cause noise. Because I rolled a four. Okay. So I'm not doing good. I feel like Rocky's just like doggy paddling. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, you swim with Lizaga, and he, the the lights swirl around and kind of give you. They they're out ahead of you. They're they're casting a little bit more light so you can see. Um, the structure looks like it actually broke off of the side of the the wall, um, and it tipped. Hmm. As you get a little bit closer, you see that there's huge scrape marks on this structure as the flat part goes way deeper into the into the depths of the ocean. And it looks like something slid off of it. Something big, something heavy. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So there, um, so this is more of, more like a, just a platform? Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well. So it fell off a wall? We're, we're the thinking, rock structure looks like it fell off of off the wall. Does if if we look at the wall, does it look like there's more stu- anything up there that it would be like connected to? It actually looks like it was connected to the wall right where it's tipped. Okay. It doesn't look like it came from above. Okay. Okay. You kind of look and you can line up the breaks. Mm-hmm. So maybe that lab was on this ledge and it collapsed in? I mean, it's possible. So big claw marks? No, like big scrapes. Scrapes. Scrape. Like something scrape. slid off yeah. of it. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, we could try and look for whatever fell off. Yeah, if we go back down that incline, whatever it was probably just kept sliding and then went straight down from the our entrance into this tube. Mm-hmm. Can I um, look at the wall and see if there's any... Uh, like like ex- explosion marks or powder or I don't um, know anything that can give me any make indication. an investigation check. 
thought he... The structure itself does not look like it was... um, There was no explosion that rocked the structure. There's no scorch marks. There's no burn marks. Um, With that, it looks as if this platform had a tremendous amount of weight or force pushed on one side of it, causing it to break and tip. So I'll I'll kind of talk that out with Liz while we're kind of standing there and looking at the area. Mm-hmm. Are they underwater this whole time? Who? No, we they're, they're, like, they're, they're, like, like, they're yeah. like in the water. Okay, gotcha. So something waiting, something awfully big probably popped up there. I wonder if it's a sea creature or something. Could be. I don't know what else could get here. I mean, we're in a cavern under the water. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be some sort of big old sea creature. Yeah. Do you, I mean, I, I don't know much about the water, the ocean, or anything. Do you know anything, any kinds of sea creatures or anything that could do you something like Elvin that? You Elvin starting to, like, have a panic attack. <laughs> oh. He's trying to tread water, and he's still kind of, like, hanging onto the pod. Careful. <laughs> 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 oh, God. So... I duck underwater and I pull my pants off. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I don't know where uh-huh. you're going with this, uh-huh. but go ahead. So, so he comes back up and you see him like tying the ends of his pants off. And he goes. And he cinches it like a little buoy. And I swim over to Elvin and I give it to him to like lean on like a flotation device. Look at this MacGyver motherfucker. <laughs> Um, you don't even really question how he came up with that idea, but you're, you seem to be good you with it. You don't even try, wasn't panicking enough to like, I'm just like breaking everything. <laughs> uh, so just be calm. I never learned how to swim. I, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a dip. Just be calm down. Damn. <laughs> Did you touch my leg? I got their pants on something my hands or leg. Okay. Does it feel like a tentacle? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you need more octopus arms. <laughs> if I hate you guys, I'm going to kill all of you. <laughs> Giant octopus. Bam. Oh no, it's a kraken. You guys lose. Oh, okay. we lose. Uh, So where can, is there a place where we can like go to to get on land, or we're just there's no land here. It's just the tipped. The the, the as you were kind of looking around, there are some flat spots, but they're all underwater. So I think uh, as I was telling Liz here, that platform was holding something up there. It could have been the lab that we're looking up for. Uh, it looks like some sort of uneven balance of weight, like a massive creature object or something was put on there and uh, it snapped off and whatever this this platform was holding fell into the depths and probably slid all the way down that tunnel and kept going down so I think uh, we get back in the pod we go we go south or underwater more I gotta I guess untie the pod and we can climb back in you did it first 
Our, uh, <laughs> eat first. Ass. Okay. Little goblin ass in your face. So, can you hand me up my pants? <laughs> I didn't know you could see the moon underwater. Um, you all get back into the pod, and as you're kind of swimming back, uh, you hear stirring in the cavern from above you. Um, you you hear what sounds like bats screeching and 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 chirping and whirring about. You hear the sound of wings flapping. Like bat wings, not like dragon wings? Yeah, like many wings, like bat wings. Um, You look up and you see all of these half manta ray, half bat creatures. They start charging down towards the platform in like unison. They smash into the structure almost as if they can't see it. And dive underneath the depths. The amount of weight that hits the rest of the rock sinks the rock platform down into the ocean depths. The manta ray bat creatures swim off into the depths of the ocean. Well, at least we know what happens to the platform. (laughs) Yeah, does that seem like that could have been what happened? You're not sure. It's a possibility. How many of them, like, slammed into that? Was it a bunch of them? Yeah, like a couple hundred. Mm. Um, so they're they're blind like a bat and just just slammed it. Co- correct, but don't bats fly off sound? Well, I don't know how manta ray bats work. I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, but it's a, you've got to think if they are a bat, they're kind of flying like the blind. Maybe they're not here on the structure. Maybe the structure has something magical on it. I mean, I I took a good look all around. Uh, I didn't see nothing. I mean, you feel free to swim over there and take a look. I mean, I'm okay. Um, <laughs> I don't think I can get over there, but no, maybe maybe there's some kind of aura on it or something. It's possible. Uh, did we feel an aura when we were over there that we noticed? An aura? Or, or a magical presence or... Anything? I mean, when we were investigating all that stuff, nothing that seemed unusual. Maybe whatever was in that research facility had something that uh, emitted something for the bats to all fly into, and maybe uh, through the radar. Just, yeah, just kind of some like residual something there. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just not adding up. Bats are just going one one direction, and then that's it. And then they scatter. Yeah, like uh, maybe they just made these bats, and they don't know what the hell they do. And then it just they had them in the cavern here, and they it was freak accident. Well, I think we we find out more once we get down there and see if we can find the lab itself. If we see a bunch of pellet holes yeah. from from bats, maybe that could be what explains it. Okay. Yeah. So. Back to the pod? Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, you get back into the pod. You turn the device on, on. You put your pants back on. <laughs> and uh, you reseal the hatch, and you descend into the depths. Um, you see the large rock structure that the bat manta rays slammed into, and it's still sort of sinking. It's colliding and scraping against the back wall. And underneath the water, now you actually hear the sounds of the 
of, of it falling down slowly, slowly, slowly until eventually it disappears beyond your sight. Um, you head towards what you believe is the direction that the whatever was on the platform that fell off of it went. You notice more bits of debris and pieces of metal and glass and now some new pieces of rock as this big large rock structure scraped down the side of the wall. Um, you see a few of the Manta bat rays still kind of lingering back that got lost from the, the group but they seem to be fly-slash-glide-slash-swimming uh, under the water trying to find back with the rest of their Things. These these things are probably about the size of you, Skriznet, if you're wondering about their size. Yeah. Um, something metallic catches your eye from the depths as one of your lights goes off. And maybe a couple hundred feet down, you see nestled on a small underwater ledge. I can't really call it small. From this depth, it looks small. It's a little bit bigger. Is a large metallic domed structure. There's a glass. It almost looks like a, like a snow globe. Um, the glass structure on the top has been completely shattered. There are some fading. Now that you can see, now that you're kind of looking at it, there's like some very fading pulsing lights, um, in and out of the, of the, around the entire structure. There's windows and holes and what looks like doors, pod entrances and things along the sides of it. Um, and it's just sitting there. But the, even if you went to the pod entrance, it's not like you could disembark the pod because everything's busted open and water everywhere, right? Mm. The pod entrance that you see seem to be towards the basin of the structure. Mm-hmm. Um, if we went and investigate where the pod entrance was, where we could park maybe the pod and get out and like, use the potion. Yeah. Um, would we have to worry where it's laying at now? Does it look like it could further fall? No, it looks pretty stable. Okay, so I'd like to go get closer to where the pod entrance is and see if we can park the pod and maybe disembark that and get into an area where we could get out without flooding the pod full of water. Okay. Um, so you are. You descend towards the bottom of the structure, uh, which looks like this weird snow globe, almost mushroom-type structure. It's it's massive. It looks much bigger than you would have anticipated. Um, the dimensions are a little bit hard to tell completely because it looks like parts and pieces of it have broken off on the back side of it. Um, the dome structure itself looked like it was mostly comprised of glass and strong glass at that. This this particular type of structure... Make a history check. You would have probably done work on these types of things, or at least your people, the is it may have. Um, you recognize that this building structure is round. was... <laughs> Designed both for submerging itself and being on dry land. It was able to do both. So, they're 
there's a possibility there's a motor or something that would, would help push it back towards the surface. Possibly. You're not sure. It was designed to do both. It was designed to actually go under the water and come out. So, all right. I think maybe we yeah try to find a place where we can park the pod okay. with, without submerging it in water. So you descend, and as you get closer, you see in the the windows and little bay areas uh, of the structure that it the diameter on it is massive. It's there were big things kept here. The upper level where the glass dome was um, looks to be more dormitory from the pieces that haven't been ripped completely out. Um, it seems to be very structured with beds and personal chambers, but it's all been flooded. We, we don't see any bodies as we're descending. Make an investigation check. Tim looking around as well. Sure. 14. Roll again. Yeah, I'm going I'm to give you this assist oh. on it. I'm pointing stuff out. There we go. That was way better. <laughs> plus the three, so, and plus my two. 25. Any of the bodies, if there were any, they've either floated away or been consumed by just animals in the ocean. So you don't even see the debris or remnants of. No bones, nothing. Hmm. So you get the pod closer to the bottom of the basin of the structure, and you see that there's several different pod entrances all all across it. Um, As you approach, one of the bay doors opens, as if it's still working as intended. Um, Do we need to... Do you want me to go in here? I mean, random pod door open. Yeah, sure, let's go. I mean, what's the worst that happens? Okay. And I just I continue on towards the door. Okay. Um, you navigate the pod, and as you enter into the bay, it's very easy to navigate. It's very large. Um, it illuminates and lights up like it's supposed to. The bay door behind you closes, you hear what sounds like a vacuum pull the water out of this particular chamber. Not bad. And then your pod sort of sinks to the to level ground. Say each of us grab our potion and take with us and yeah, and close the door before we leave, yes. just in case. Close the door. Okay. I don't think now we- this is. I don't know. I don't know what your status is as far as needing a rest or anything like that. Um, if you guys have used or expended spell slots, but at this point, you guys have been traveling for a while. It's getting closer to early evening. You can continue on, but if you go too too much later, you might run into exhaustion. Mm. So you might need to take a, either a short rest or a long rest. But this seems to be fairly safe where you're at. 
If we're going to take a rest, I say we stay inside the pod. Might as well, yeah. Yeah, is there is there enough room inside the pod for us to like lay down? Get Not really lay down, but you could probably recline the seats a little bit and... You know, I mean, it wouldn't be the most comfortable, but you guys have slept in worse places. Okay. Yeah, uh, traveling all day and a little bit beat. Yeah, let's stay in the pod. Mm-hmm. Get our energy back up, and we want to take a big long snooze. I think be a good idea. We don't know, how, you know, what we're gonna find in there. How much time? It's not like it's gonna, gonna get any darker or lighter out here. Yeah, no, we're wrong. Should sleep pretty good, um, but I don't know how anybody sleeps with a shock tail on their back. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably sleep on their bellies. That or their side, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why did you use that thing while we were floating in the water? It's not a balance device, just a tail. Yeah, but can you wag it back and forth so you could have kept yourself propelled up? You know, I didn't think of that. Um, I, I. You're right. I'll try it. I'm just because man, my pants ain't always gonna be around for you. <laughs> I do think if we're gonna be taking a big old rest here, uh, that we keep guard as well, just in case. All right. And keep your pants on. Okay, there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that one came off for you, buddy. <laughs> okay. So, who's keeping first watch? Uh, I'll keep first watch. You got it. How long do you want to watch for? Um, probably two hours. You got it. Who's going to take over after him? You? You can do another two hours, and I can take the last four, since I'll need four hours. Okay. Yep. Sleep. Sounds good. Of trance. Um, so unless you have any other conversations that you want to have amongst yourselves, I'll make some random rolls over here to see if anything interesting happens. All right. You Woo! guys done talking to each other? You want to actually sleep? Uh, yeah. Especially after the whole Jace incident and coming straight here. Okay. Yeah. So. Kind of rough day. First couple hours. Quiet. Nice. You, uh, from the outside, you hear, um, it's not really waves or ripples, but you can tell that there's, uh, fish and stuff swimming by. Yeah, because, like, you'll hear it from the outside of the bay door, and then you'll kind of look at one of the, the, the glass windows that haven't been quite destroyed, and you'll see, like, a school of them kind of go by. They, 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 uh, they catch light, and their scales shimmer off of the light from inside this room. Nice. Second hour, uneventful. Very quiet. Third hour, cracking. <laughs> All right. So you're up next? Mm-hmm. First hour. Strangely quiet. You start to hear like a humming coming from within the building. Very minor. Um, you're not sure if you heard it before, but you notice it now. Okay, can I just focus on that and see if it gets any louder or quieter. Sure. Yeah, you can focus. Second hour. The humming seems to maintain itself and then seems to shut itself off. It seems mechanical or machinery. Hmm. I'll write it off as something malfunctioning, seeing that it's a building. For yeah. now, at least. Still quiet. I don't like that smart. Yeah, I don't like it either. <laughs> <laughs> Fourth hour. Cracking. Still quiet. That was a long pause between quiet. <laughs> I had to look at my note over here that I have right next to my little map. <laughs> so, 
so. That's your four hours. Are you continuing on, or are you waking everyone up? How long, how many hours was that? Six total. Six total. Okay. Um, well, I guess it was only six. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we need, we, need we need eight. So, well, I mean, I probably wouldn't have gotten Liz up right away. I would have gotten Elvin first because sure. we've so, done that whole Liz thing before. Well, and we didn't really specify who would do a wash after that, so... It's fine. The rolls are the same. I might yeah. just... So you noticed the humming. Yeah. And you noticed it kicked off after the second hour? Oh, uh, Shark Tail is uh, giving me special senses. <laughs> so you have two hours left on your watch. Yes. Um, from the upper chamber, there's sort of like a like a hatch. Mm-hmm. There's a ladder and it looks like that's how you kind of proceed into the lab. You hear what sounds like something moving about above you. Does it sound bigger or sounds, bigger? It sounds like something. Hmm. You're not sure. You're not entirely sure if it's something banging across the walls or something walking or what it is. That kind of scared me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, uh-oh, it's here. It seems to have headed down towards the middle of the structure, away from where, so where are from the more, Away from wherever you're at. So where, where are the windows? They're sort of near the entrance of the pod chamber. Okay. And where where is this thing in relation to the windows? Above. Okay. Where the hatch is. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, well, I'll, I'll uh, keep listening and seeing if it's moving more. Final hour goes by, you don't hear anything else. Okay. So this is the final hour where... You're, you're all done, that's it. That's, all right. That's been the eight hours. I'll wake everybody else up and... I mean, it, it could have been a squid or anything with yeah. the facility. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. I could just be messing with you. It's true. <laughs> I'll go ahead and tell everybody. Because I've never done that before, ever. That's true. I'll go ahead and tell everybody that I heard something... But I'm just like we should probably be a little careful if we head out that way. Was it like swimming or walking? Or how would you hear something? It was like I don't know, it was like something coming going across, I guess, the the surface of the building. So I'm not entirely sure what it was. It's on the outside of the building. Yeah. So I, it might have been like a squid or. Could be more of those batatees. Yeah. But just in case, we might want to. <laughs> we might want to just keep an eye out, just in case. Yeah, for sure. Well, we don't know what's down here. I heard something too um, with my shark fin. I kind of felt something. There's definitely something out there. Ah, okay. Huh. It's big. Ah. Good. Good to know. How you, so you can hear through your shark fin? Vincense. yeah. That's, like By the way, you're level five. <sighs> Yay. Time to refresh my after, after that long rest, you're all level five. Pew, 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 pew. Oh, wait, I got wow, you look at that. I have 28 hit points now. Hopefully, that's embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
almost like I have an extra sense, extra pay. Mm. Wow, well, maybe you should be in uh, this form more often. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, I mean. Yeah, if it's got some extra senses and stuff, help you, help us out some more. Uh, we'll just follow the tip. That's all I can say. Do we feel like he's full of shit? That's up to you. You can insight check him. Like, I mean, you guys always kind of feel like everything Elvin tells you is bullshit, but... Yeah, I feel like I'm like, I'm not going to say Because he like, he, sometimes he is full of shit, and sometimes he's 100% honest, so it's really hard to tell. Oh, he's got a nice little spin. Where's it going to stop? What is it, perception? Uh, uh, it would be... Insight, right? Insight. That's not better. <laughs> I believe him. Okay. I don't think... Uh, to question what? him that much because I've never had a fin, but like I can feel when it gets cold in my horns. So I mean, like, I'm not lying. I did feel something, but I'm just gonna say it's another sense. <laughs> 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 yeah, why wouldn't you? It's kind of like spidey senses. So are we, are we just go. Okay, we gotta not be timing. Let's let's go out there and investigate. Yep. Let's. Uh, I don't want to be down here any longer. Than all right. Have to. We'll keep you want our guard to. out and uh, move on forward. Yeah. Right. So, from what you know about the structures... We have our potions. We lock the... The, the chamber above, once you climb up the ladder and enter through the hatch door, is airtight, and then you have to allow the chamber to fill with water. So, that's kind of like the point of no return at that point. Mm-hmm. It has uh, draining technology and vacuums like the chamber below, but... It's like the entry point, basically. So, you're drinking these potions. I believe they last like an hour? Mm-hmm. I'm saying that they last about an hour. Sure. Okay. So, you climb up the ladder. You enter into the... It's a very small chamber. Um, it's wide enough for all of you to fit in, no problem. And there's another large, like... It looks like a door with a um, with a with a big wheel in the middle of it. Um, there's a little control panel on the opposite side of the hatch where you guys came up next to the ladder. Um, you close the chamber hatch below you and seal it up with a little wheel mechanism, and you hear uh, what sounds like the air being sucked into that, similar to the, when the pod lid closed. Do you want to activate the water chamber button? Didn't come here for nothing. <laughs> Elvin, Elvin presses the button, and very slowly, these vents on the side open up, and water starts to fill the chamber. It's very cold. Um, it's a little bit—it's a little bit shocking to the system at first. That's a perfect time to use a lightning spell. <laughs> but um, as the chamber fills up with water, the lights in this room sort of flicker, as if they're not operating entirely properly. Mm, nice. You're now underwater. Yay. Underwater. You going through the door? Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you're feeling a little bit claustrophobic and definitely not liking the water, but at first you freak out and you realize that you're not going to drown. It helps, but you don't like this. So I'm just going to slap him. Okay. <laughs> hey. Focus up. 
Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, it allows you to breathe underwater. Oh boy, I didn't really think of that. I guess they just open a door and go through it. So you open up the door and you walk to be. Uh, it looks to be like one of the main chambers. It seems like it goes almost all the way through the middle of the structure. Um, this looks to be where most of the the actual labs and stuff are. The individual scientific labs. Um, as one who you're, you're starting to have recollections of designing these types of buildings, and you know that the higher up you go, the less experimentation happens. It's more a dormitory, and so you get to the very top where like families and stuff live. Um, it looks like chamber of horrors through here, as you see the uh, dead bodies in mm. jars of various different types of organisms that have been spliced together with other types of organisms. Uh, mostly aquatic creatures, sharks and octopus, crocodiles, fish, um, starfish, seahorse, manta rays. There are some other land-dwelling things down here, but most of them are kept within these um, glass structures filled with like greenish liquid to preserve them. Uh, they seem to – none of them seem to be alive. They seem to just be experimentations. Um, as you wander towards the middle, you notice that there's a big door that leads into what looks to be a very large lab. Mm-hmm. From what you know about it, this would be the main lab, like the head lab. The main head geneticist would operate within this lab. Would I know where the, um, area is that controls maybe getting this submerged building back to the top? You know that it would probably be in the main lab area. The genetic, the main okay. master geneticist would have access to that. I guess head in there. I'll be keeping an eye out for anything following us. Or... As you go in, the lights seem to not be working properly through the rest of the lab. Um, it's sort of flickering in here. So as we're as it's flickering, I pull out my scepter that I got with the suit, and then start. I just I move my hand around on it, and uh, I do magical tinkering. Imbue a tiny non-magical object with a magical property of your choice, and it'll be a five-foot radius light. Nice. Okay. I'll do dancing lights as well. Might as well. This helps illuminate the lab. Mm. You see, uh, <laughs> there's a huge. <laughs> it's almost like a lowered structure, like almost like a pit, but it looks like there's many desks and um, cabinets. This didn't look like this particular part of the thing was always submerged in water. This looked like it was a dry part of the building. Um, on opposite ends of this little thing are two big glass structures with giant cracks in them. Something very large was kept in these vats that is no longer in them. Mm. How big are we talking? Uh, they're roughly 10, maybe 12 feet tall, maybe 7 to 10 feet wide. They look like big – they look like pillars of glass. Do, is so the broken open? Sorry. Yeah, they've got cracks. Okay. 
Yeah. That's, big, that's big, large cracks. As in, like, the one side on the one is completely gone. Well, well, we can't talk to each other. So this is kind of awkward. Well, <laughs> just turn around like this, like... You notice on the opposite end, so there's the big, large glass structure on the left, the big, large gra- glass structure on the right. There seems to be, like, it looks to be some sort of a... It almost looks like a pool with glass around it. And all the glass on the front has been broken out. Mm. And it's sort of floating around in, under the water. Mm. I'm going to be looking around mm. for the area that controls the structure itself. It's in the, it's in the main pit area of the lab. Okay. Uh, you go right in and you see the control panels for um, basically climate control, um, structure stability, and all of the mechanical worryings of navigating the pod. Does, are they shorted out because it's underwater? What? They don't seem to be illuminated. Hmm. Right. So now we just need to find a power source for it. Oh, yeah. Following us, um, I want to kind of be ready with uh, Thaumaturgy. Is that right? Thaumaturgy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if anything, like, kind of, that I catch as my eye, I'll use the uh, voice boom up to three times as loud. You got it. So you're prepped. To ward off any potential, got it. What are you doing? Uh, I'll say um, I'm kind of following Scrizz as he seems like he knows kind of what he's doing a little bit. And I think after seeing the um, these giant glass things, I'm gonna unsheathe my glaive and just kind of be in a ready, ready action stance. You got it. Yeah. How about you? I kind of want to see if I can. Or try and investigate this panel, see if there's anything we can do to get it working. Um, making an investigation check. Okay. Uh, 11. So with that roll, nothing mechanical seems to work. Okay. However, Great. you see a... It looks to be some sort of a scientific logbook. Mm-hmm. Um... It almost looks magnetically attached to the desk. That's why it hasn't floated away. Uh, can I attempt to open it up? Yes. On the outside cover, all it says is experiment crash. Hmm. K-R-A-J-J. Uh, right. I want to look into this thing. <laughs> um, inside, the you see notes and stuff written. Um, they are written in common. They're mm-hmm. not hidden or otherwise undecipherable um, talking about the ultimate bio organic life form you're you're having difficulty reading it because it's underwater mm-hmm. but you're able to make out a few words here and there um, the book on the inside makes reference to the head scientist head geneticist named Mormer Vig what is it? Mormer Vig M-O-M-I-R that's his first name Last name Vig, V-I-G. Vig. But under this depth, with this much strain, and this type of water, uh, sort of salt waterish, mm-hmm. it you're not able to really focus on yeah. the notes. What do you want to do with the book? Um, for now, I'll go ahead and take it. Um, I might try and show each everybody individually uh, as much as I can, since I can't really relay the information through words. 
So you continue to try to find some way to bring the structure back up to the surface, and you're not able to. All the mechanical devices seem to be inoperable. Not that they're shorted out, it's that they're damaged. Hmm. Very damaged. Your assessment is that whatever happened to the structure, you're not going to be able to move it. And we still think that it was the pounding of the mana bats against the top of that, I mean, that is, that is the theory. I, well, I'm, well, at least with this book, I can't relay that to you guys, but I, I'm thinking it has something to do with this experiment. Yeah, looking and seeing, like, the big glass chambers that are broken, can I, um, like, look around the room more and see if there's, like, any signs of, like, a battle or anything or, like, that something was punched open or... The glass structures look like something definitely broke them and it wasn't the pressure. Like, mm-hmm. broke out? You're not sure. All the glass is floating around. You're not sure if it broke in or broke out. Okay. Knowing that there's a lot of aquatic life that uses camouflage, can I try and search around and see if there's anything I can notice out of the ordinary? See if there's anything watching us? Honestly, you notice nothing out of the ordinary, okay. um, even with your previous investigation role. Mm-hmm. Every bit of life in this structure seems gone. Okay. The only thing that Spooky. really strikes you odd is that there are no remnants. You mm-hmm. would think that there would be bodies or something of the deceased. There are none. There are no traces. That it just doesn't look, it doesn't look like there's bones. any sort of scuffle. No sort of battle. And if there was, it was over very fast. Interesting. Well. I'll probably, um, if we're done looking around in here, probably start heading back out of the chamber and see if we explore the rest of the place. Yeah, try and, kind of try and explore more of the lab. You have spent about a half hour in this particular area. Mm-hmm. So we got half hour left. So yeah. Do so maybe explore on the way back and then get back to the mm-hmm. pod. Yeah. Um, you see as you're traveling through, um, it's just creepy down here. Mm-hmm. It looks like uh, something that should have been where there should be a lot of life bubbling around and moving around. There's nothing. It's lifeless. It's stillless. Uh, you do notice that there are a few of these, like, now that you're kind of looking around, these structures with these other life forms and organisms are kept in these glass jars and uh, chambers. It looks like some of the other ones are broken, too. Not a lot, but just a few. Mm-hmm. Do they look like they're broken in the same way? as the... It's hard to tell okay. because everything's underwater. Mm-hmm. So you're not sure if they were broken out of or broken into. Mm-hmm. I try to give a hand. I'm just, I feel to the point like we need to get out of here, and I'm just like... And start swimming towards the door to get back to the chamber. To mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, you swim back towards the airlock chamber to get back into the pod chamber. And you reactivate the water pressure switch. The water vacuums out. And uh, you're able to breathe air again. So we get back to the pod and get out of here. I mean, I got this, uh, the, this notebook... Um, being out of the water, can I tr- kind of? Well, we can try and get back in the pod, so I don't waste time. Yeah, but let's uh, get back to the pod and get moving. Yeah, once here. once we're in the pod, I kind of want to try and look at this notebook more. Okay. So you open up the hatch, you climb down the ladder, mm-hmm. you get back into the pod. You're able to 
wave your little control thing and it seems to activate a almost like an eye sensor or something the pod chamber itself once you're in an airtight fills back up with water and the dome and the uh the 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 bay door opens back up and you're able to exit you're back out into the depths start boogieing as fast as i can just start going you know ascending up towards the going back towards the chamber I don't know. Do we want to go through the chamber, or do we want to get? You got to kind of go through the chamber to get back out of the cave. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. let's do that. So you descend back up uh, where you descended, and start to rise back out of this cave, avoiding the rock structures as you get up. There's more and more of them. Um, you get to almost back where you started, and you're looking through the book. Anything? Are you guys talking to each other while any of this is happening? Uh, probably just ask about the book and. I'll go ahead and read it out loud yeah, since everybody I else is interested. You're driving. Yeah, he's he's driving, but I'll go ahead and read what I can out loud. Um, so you're kind of flipping through it. A lot of it's very complicated. Mm-hmm. It's some science that you don't really understand, some biogeneticism. Um, but this Mormor Vig kind of goes on these rants, talking about the ultimate genetic life form, and that he's found the key to sustaining the ultimate life form. It all boils down to this life form becoming the most dominant species on the planet. Oh. And that it should and will consume all other things. That's a good sign. (laughs) There are some diagrams of his discovery of this particular organism as originally being some sort of fertilizer Hmm. to help sustain the growth and nourishment of plants to make them bear more fruit or to grow faster. Um, as different sorts of genetic material were introduced to this substance, it had different reactions. It began to consume the living. Hmm. And corrupted plants, killing them, almost infecting them with a blight. Hmm. So he brings that up, and once he brings that up, um, Scrooge goes, are we supposed to be looking into like a dead tree? Mm-hmm. I, thought, I was thinking the same thing. Could be related. Yeah, in the... Uh... The Slesnia they're having dead trees. That's, that's a little ways away, though. No, but, like, maybe we put put stuff together. We, well, everything yeah. everything so far has been connected. That's true. So I be surprised. So, uh, I'm curious if there's a, a way through the water source that it would get over into the Slesnian area. I mean, I'm sure there's these waterways go for quite a long way so it's possible they just told you that uh, the history that you know is that these aqueducts these sinkholes there are several of them This they refer to this one as Zonnet 7 mm-hmm. that would lead you to believe that there are at least six other ones that are somewhere within the world but mm-hmm. none of them seem to be within the 10th district mm. you've never seen one you've never heard of one this is the only one that you've known of mm-hmm. um, as you're sort of having this conversation um, you feel something bump into your pod. Oh. 
I mean, it's something that feels like it's, sl- I mean, aggressively slams into the side of your pod. Uh, it pushes the pod up against the rock structures, and you hear the sounds of metal on rock and sort of a scraping sound as you're being pushed. You look over to the side, and you see this large pair of yellow eyes, um, this big gullet of almost like a toad-like creature with long, in, uh, long arms and a tail <laughs> whipping and pushing you up against this rock structure. No, no, no. And that's where we're going to end oh, tonight. God. Must go faster. Must go faster. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I was going to say, my shark fin moves a little. I sharded my uh-huh. I knew it was coming. I was just wondering when. <laughs> um, so... Uh, that's where we're going to end. Uh, thanks everybody for tuning in that tuned in and watched and commented and liked our stuff. We appreciate all of you. Um, we're going to be at Lootbox Games in Reynoldsburg on Tuesday doing another Learn to Play. So if you were in the area of Reynoldsburg, Ohio, come check it out. Uh, big shout out to them for all the support and, uh, of our show and, and our podcast and of what we do. Um, uh, next week is Thanksgiving. We should be here. We hope all of you will be here. And if not, have a safe holiday and we will catch you the following week. Uh, Have a good rest of your weekend. Deuces.